The twin-tailed crusade will be Sigmar's greatest victory in living memory. Such is proclaimed by the more zealous members of the Grand Conclave from the safety of their vaulted halls. Much of Hammerhall rejoices for expeditions bigger than any that came before now cut sways through Gyran's wild forests and across Akshi's fire-parched hide. Nonetheless, others repeat the mantra only through gritted teeth. The crusade is led by the courageous yet ordinary folk of Sigmar's biggest free city. Sturdy soldiers who rely on formation and finger-bite powder rather than superhuman strength or sorcery. Theirs is a tale of hope and glory, a victory for mortal kind against the odds. And yet, unease has taken root deep within the Crusade's ranks. Two of the biggest settlements outside of Hammerhall now lie in ruins. One smashed by Bayamot's descendants, and the other trampled by a trogoth of myth. The Dawnbringers' fruitless attempts to save the city saw them pay a high price in blood. As the era of the beast continues its unrelenting ascendancy, stirring the hulking brutes that would harm Sigmar's reclamation into a frenzy, the frontiers remain in the grip of plague, and rumors swirl that the Gortide is on the march. Despite the best efforts of the Crusades' marshals to quell these whispers, those on the front lines mutter that the future is bleak indeed. Yet, no matter the dangers awaiting them, it is too late for the twin-tailed crusade to turn back. Having already made great sacrifices to keep its warriors marching, to cease would be an insult to the martyred dead. It is well enough then that the crusaders continue on, filled with their customary grit and faith in Sigmar, and more importantly in themselves. Come what may, they will meet each threat with gunpowder, shield, and steel, though none truly know whether this will be enough. Welcome to the garage, you tools, for the next uh, two, three, however many hours. We're going to do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and maybe have a few laughs along the way. Bringing you new army rosters, a continuation of the story, and some really, really neat stuff. I'm Dave Wytek, and with me, as always, is Lindsay, the albino Canadian hockey puck. Um... Chris will be with us in a moment. I will be calling him in a few moments, but uh, we're going to get this show rolling. Um, today, we are bringing you Dawnbringers Part 3, The Long Hunt. If you're listening to this on the day of release, it is available for pre-order right now, just recently, as if within the last couple of hours. Uh, and, and, and if you are a fan of this story moving along like I am, you're going to want this one, folks. This one is getting kind of nutty. There's some really cool stuff in here, and we're going to get to that in just a bit once I call Chris. But before that, I want to thank the show's sponsors, and that includes Chaosorg Superstore. Chaosorg Superstore. Chaosorg Superstore. Chaosorg Superstore. That's right. In case you didn't hear me the first few times, Chaosorg Superstore. Also, Six Squared Studios for all your basing and MDF and 3D printing needs. Brad and Kevin can do it all. And last but certainly not least, Grognard Games in both Roselle and Batavia, Illinois, because there's always something happening at Grognards's. Grog Grognards Grognards's? Grog Grognardi? I don't know. What do you call multiple Grognards? Grognards? Well, that seems unfun. 
I'd like to call them something more complicated, unnecessarily complicated. Grognardiums. Grognardites. Grognardites. Sort of like trognodites. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? What am I talking about? Nobody's listening. And it's a minute and a half into the show. Okay. Uh, Patreon. Our Patreon sponsors want to thank every Patreon sponsor who has been, is thinking of being, uh, is currently, uh, has left and is thinking of coming back. All of you people, you guys make this show possible. You don't realize how important you guys are to the show. Um, it's crazy. It really is. You know, it's it's just one of those things. Uh, and I know other people sort of hustle better and, and got more going and have been able to make this their entire life's work um not at that level but you guys make the show possible you guys make what we able to do right now happen and that includes our associate producers jake c james brown and old man yeti our executive producers scotty milne george Stradone, and sir Killsteak. and for all the rest of you guys who are listening um and i Guys, there are people who subscribe who don't pledge, but they just subscribe and kind of follow the Patreon page, and that's cool. And I just learned about some of that stuff today. Uh, yeah, if, even if you're not, if you're just following and paying attention and following along, thank you so much. Um, I, I do truly appreciate each and every one of you. The show could not continue as it does without the Patreon patrons. I mean, the the the, the show sponsors, you know, Chaos Orc and Six Squared and Grognards. Those guys are great, and they they help us out a, a bunch. But it's the Patreon patrons who keep the show running, really. And you 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 cannot understand how much I appreciate it. Um, I'm gonna call Chris because we're up to the voicemail part now. I'm gonna talk about the voicemail real quick before I call him because you guys all know the drill. You just got one seven five seven G H show six. That's one seven five seven G H show six. Call that number. Uh, most international callers, you can dial 00 and then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Now, you call that number, you leave a voicemail, uh, and then most of the time I play it on the air. Uh, I'm going to get those ready, and then I'm going to call Chris, and then we're going to get him up and running, and as soon as we get that going, you're going to hear all the voicemails. And by the way, we've got a bunch. We've got about five minutes worth of voicemails. We literally have five voicemails. Oh, no, four voicemails. Maybe it's not five minutes. Uh, two, three, about three and a half, four minutes. But still, there's a bunch of voicemails. Uh, I want to get them played and get them. But I want one of them is specifically says, hi, Chris. So uh, I definitely want to get Chris here on the air. Yo. Hello. Hey. How's it going? Good. How are you? Uh, quite well. Quite well. We are on the air. Okay. Just so you're aware, uh, people liked it last time when we had yeah. this weird uh, getting your levels and just talking about stuff show. So keep talking. Talk. To, yeah, let, let the listeners know what's new in your life because I got to get your levels. So, well, hobby-wise, I think I, I played a game on Sunday. That was fun. Nice. Was it your Sylvanath again? I, no, I played my Stormcast this time. Aha! Yeah. Any of the... Had oh, you couldn't play the Vanguard Hunters. Aha! And then we played that Pulse mission. Oh, yeah? How'd it go? It was fun. Um, we got through like three turns. It was good. Cool. Yeah. Um, that's like the signature like mission or signature battle plan, I think, for this General's Handbook. It's kind of what people are saying. I don't know. I don't know. I only, cool. I've only played the one, and it was weird. 
<laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. play a different one next time. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just weird. But, yeah. uh, okay, so... Uh, but we haven't hit the first break yet. Um, I did all the intro and stuff, and now we've got voicemail, and we've got several, okay. and one of them specifically, at least at least in Google Translate, it starts off with "Hi Chris." So I wanted okay. to make sure I am here. That yep, Hello. that you got it. So let's uh, up first voicemail. Here we go. Gonna get this up and ready. Here we go. Mm-hmm. There it goes. Come on. Hey, Chris, this is Mark. Long, long time listener. I think I've listened to your show since like second edition. Uh, Just picked up the game this year. And the thing that made me call is listen to you talk about the cost of dry brushing brushes for those uh, those club kids. Uh, Makeup brushes do the same thing if you get the right pack and are like five bucks for a six pack rather than... 12 bucks for three. So, uh, yeah, save the kids some money. <laughs> Love the show. And, uh, yeah, I'll keep on listening. Thanks, Mark. And he ain't wrong, by the nice. way. He is so yeah. not wrong. Uh, the only problem I have found with getting the makeup brushes is that in order to get those makeup brushes and get everything, like you got to find the right kind. And uh, mm-hmm. I go to the cheap stores and I look for them. Um, we did find someone that had some longer bristles. Okay. And then we tried to cut them down and that was just a nightmare. So like yeah, he's not wrong though. Cheap makeup brushes, the really light, you know, the yeah. are are great. Yeah, I agree. But I'm not going to lie, man. Those I mean, I have some Artist Opus brushes and they're incredible. I don't have the dry brushes, I have the regular brushes. When they first did their first Kickstarter, I was like, I'll help the guys yeah. out there. The guys from Face Hammer, like they invented their, they put together their own brush line. Did they t- really? Yeah, Artist oh. Opus is those guys. Yeah, oh, I mean know, it's I Byron and them. I don't know. I don't know how much exactly like they, d- but yeah, that's their thing, man. Wow, I didn't know. Yeah, that. and they're great brushes. And then I found some other brushes. I found them on Amazon, and I got instead of five for one hundred and twenty-five, I got uh, six for twenty-five, which still wasn't bad. No, that's but pretty good. If you're, if, like I said, War Gaming Club, I just, I, I'm running that line between wanting to keep it cheap for them. And making sure that it's quality, uh, at least some. Like I said, when we got some of the some of those some of those makeup brushes, they just you know we we tried to use everything we could, and it, it they didn't work as well as we'd have liked. But that was more of a having to trim them down sort of thing, you know. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, but I'm telling you, it's it's uh, he's not wrong. I, I we've used them in club a bunch, and they, it is the cheaper method if you want to just kind of. Get get the makeup brushes. Mm-hmm. I may have to do that. I may have to hit the I've dollar using, store. I've actually been using the Games Workshop dry brushes. Yeah, how are they, they working are, for you? They are awesome. <laughs> they, they're, <laughs> they're they're like super expensive, and but they're they're very good. Yeah, they still have the flat brushy dry brush mm-hmm. though, and all the ones I've yeah. been buying are those round ones. Right, and those round ones are a godsend. I mm-hmm. I and don't get I have GW dry brush brushes, yeah. and they yep. do they work really well. Mm-hmm. Man, I like those round brushes with the with the floofier bristles. I just do. Gotcha. I just do. Uh, I'll use the other one. I mean, I'll use whatever you know any port in the storm, right? But yeah, uh, I just I I really do love those brushes. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. and, and so, dude called back. So yeah. uh, he's got one more thing to say. Let's hear what he has to say. Oh, one more thing. I forgot to mention. Got say brushes, but uh, this is Mark again, and. Sticking up for OBR here, Ooh. the fact that they're ugly is uh, it's a bonus. So when you take them to convention after convention, they get beat up. It's okay. 
they just go back in the bag and come out for the next game. <laughs> okay, he's not wrong with that because I'll tell you what, when my skeletons, yeah. when I had like a hundred some odd skeletons to play yeah. to play uh, vampire counts with, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, when the leg broke wow. off, I just grabbed whatever. I remember grabbing arrows, like from the little arrow things, and just jamming yeah. them into the legs and making them walk on those. Yeah, my uh, my carrying like bag for my skeletons is is actually a like a one quart plastic Ziploc bag. <laughs> See, and it's yeah, if they break it, they're like, well, they're skeletons. I mean, that's horrible. I'm sorry. They're just, they're I, just dumped yeah, in that. Bag. I know. And but and I feel bad, but it's like it's the one mo- it's the one group of models where if like if crap breaks off, it just looks intentional. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh yeah. Uh, he's not wrong though. I mean it's no. it's pretty cool. So let's see. Next call. This one's longer, and this one is the one that starts off with hi Chris. So okay. here we go. Hi, Chris. Hi, Dave. Um, this may be a bit of a long one, long voicemail for you guys, but firstly, just want to say, as always, love what you guys do. Um, and just to make big on to why I called, what do you guys, and I mean, have you ever felt like you was not necessarily losing the interest in the hobby, but just facing, and I hate to use the word, but a little bit of hobby burnout, just you can't find yourself, get yourself motivated to paint. Can't get yourself motivated to find a game. Can't. Sometimes just looking at the models just makes you feel like, <laughs> blah. I just, I, why am I doing this? Why, what's, what's the point? How did you get through it? I mean, did you find, just push yourself through or did you look for something else to do? What did you guys do? Um, I tried finding a couple of, games but most of the people around where I live seem super competitive and I wound up taking a friendly list to a game where I just basically had no hope and it just actually kind of reinforced the point of where I was just well that was fun what the hell what the hell am I doing in this for any insight from anyone just either find me on the Facebook garage hammer page or just on the um, Discord that, that you guys run now, just drop me a message how you got through it, or if you yourselves seem to have or have any input, it'll be great to hear from you guys. Anyway, thanks guys for all you do for the hobby, as always. Take care, folks. Have a great day. Bye bye bye. Okay. All right. Now, I, yeah, I have some things to say about that. Yeah. Sure thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely do as well. Go ahead, Chris. You start. Yes. Yeah, so. When you, I think when I find myself kind of just like, ugh, I don't want to paint these guys anymore, then I will actually just take a break from painting, and I'll find some other aspect of the hobby, Games Workshop, Age of Sigmar, 40K. Sometimes I'll switch systems. I'm like bogged down with Age of Sigmar. I'll just jump into like 40K, and I'll look at, you know, Space Marines or what have you. That helps. Um, another thing that is cool to do, is um, to get motivated by like other people's hobby, right? So, um, I like to do like uh, like on YouTube. There are lots of places to go to see battle reports. Oh yeah, those those help me, like just like reengage with the game. If I haven't played it in a while, I'll go and watch you know some of the 
the you know YouTube battle reports. I mean, Mini Wargaming has really good Age of Sigmar ones. Those are really good. And then 40K, um, those are the 40K in 40 minutes, guys. Those are top I still have to and watch game, one of those. I still haven't seen that show. Oh, my gosh. They're so good. The 40K in 40 minutes. That's that's. My, in my I'm opinion, actually writing it down because I watch. I've been watching a, a lot more YouTube, and I know, like, I'm 50, so shut up. But I just <laughs> recently started. The yeah. thing is, I used to always put on either a movie I've seen a thousand mm-hmm. times, sure, or music that I like. Yep, and not anything. But now I'm kind of sitting around with you know, kind of half hobby and half doing other things, or I'm grading mm-hmm. papers. And mm-hmm. I was hanging out with Rotor and Broska and them, and they were watching Cult of Paint. And then I saw some other videos that they had that were good. And then I started, and it was like I finally discovered YouTube after a billion years of <laughs> everybody else watching it. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, there's some great content out oh, there, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. So I switch systems. I do that. I watch other people play just to see what they do, how they play. You know, maybe there's some tactics you can pick up on her. And then if you're finding yourself like getting stuck in matched play mayhem, you know what I mean? You just don't want to do something, do narrative game. Narrative gaming well, and part is, of that just is completely different. And part of so that is fun. And I, I, I did not hear, I don't think the dude left his name. Uh, right. I wish I knew who he was because he said he's on the Facebook page and the Discord, but yeah. who are you? Dude, yeah. either call back or or. Mark on the Discord that you're the guy who left the voicemail because yeah. I'd, I'd like to discuss this more with you. I'd, I'd yeah, love absolutely. to talk about it. Um, um, yeah, so go but, get with the people that you play with and just be like, hey, let's let's switch it up. You guys like to play competitive match play. That's cool. We can do that once in a while. But let's also play like a narrative game. Let's try to tell a cool story. If that works. Know, with, with our models. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that like, works, if it, yeah, you know, if it doesn't, because I know some players who won't do that. They're just like, nah. I, that's, I, don't, I don't know. I think most people, if they see one I of their friends. I know some pretty competitive gamers, like, and if you want to dial it back, they're like, no, man, I got to be ready for the next tournament. I've, I mean, there are players. I'm just saying. I suppose, I suppose there if is. His, but then, if, if the people he plays with are cool, you can totally yeah. do that. If they say yeah. no, though. You know, you got to, I mean, at that point, that's when you got to reach out. People have done yeah. it on the Facebook page. Hey, I live in this yep. area. Does anybody live here? Mm-hmm. Hey, this is my game store. I am lucky that Grognards has a nice Discord. Grognard Games has a Discord. And yeah. you can go right on there and be like, hey, I'm looking for a game. And you can be like, I'm looking for a casual game. Or I'm still learning. I don't want right. to fight. You know, yeah. I, I, if, I find that most people, if you say you're learning or just want a casual game, maybe you could... Yeah, you could dial back the competitive a little bit. Most people are willing to do that. Yeah, it's like I'm. St- I, I I even put you know we I played I played my Slaves of Darkness list like twice. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, yeah. I I don't I still don't know how it works. I'm still learning. Right. I, I'd like to have a game where it's where I'm not fighting against something who is you yeah. know a tournament tested yep. and and ready to go. Yeah, dude. Most. Uh, most of set the your expectations. This, yeah. yeah. Most yeah. of the, set your expectations for the game, and people generally. Yeah. help you with that. and if they don't want to they won't respond like this you know what right. i'm saying like you could post mm-hmm. that up there and 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 you'll mm-hmm. find someone um yeah. but as the games workshop website is great for they have they have good battle reports on there they're they're super into it i i <laughs> genuinely feel they are into it i love it they are th- th- i think they're, they're not think the I, they're not the best battle reports out there like but for they're competitive, but they're they're just fun to watch. They're pretty polished. They're always themey. Yeah. The guys are yeah. obviously having fun. Yes. Um, and then you know, the Warhammer the, Plus screaming after every great. role. I, I I sometimes feel like they're they're yeah. pushing it, but 
I watch them all. I literally, yeah, I, I do too. But I, I mean, I paid for that Warhammer Plus. I've, I watch mm-hmm. literally everything they put out because yeah, I well, paid for it, and yep. some of it's really informative, and some of yep. it's cool. And, least, and then the Warhammer Plus shows, I feel, are another good way to kind of spark yourself a little bit, maybe. Uh, like if you're like into Age of Sigmar, Black Talon is freaking top notch. Yeah, see, that. and I know, I know some people who watched and like after they didn't care for like the first episode. And I'm like, you know what? I was iffy, but every episode gets better. Like mm-hmm. by the time I got to episode three or four, I'm like, I freaking love this show. Yeah. yeah. And then when they got, and I'm not going to, but when they got to the end of the, yeah, the first season and like, the what? reveals and everything, I'm like, yeah. wait, what, what is, what is happening? <laughs> right. Like I cannot wait for the next season mm-hmm. of Black Talon because I mm-hmm. really want to know what's going on. And honestly, yeah. that's a great lead in because like some of that stuff is in this book. Yeah, is it in is. this story. Yes, it um, is. A great call. Thanks yeah, for calling. And honestly, and, uh, well, here's yeah. the th- but, but if, but outside of gaming, Okay, mm-hmm. if you're looking at your, I, I, I will give a full, I'm a full disclosure here. Mm-hmm. This happens to me a lot. Yeah, I get hobby burnout in waves. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've painted about two thousand points of Slaves to Darkness. I've got about twelve models left, and I'll have all of them painted. And yeah. This la- this is I don't you, it's, you it's hit a wall. Didn't yeah, you? it's like it's like when you see those 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 uh, marathon people running mm-hmm. and they get a hundred yards away and they collapse. Yeah, and they're like I just can't do it. That uh, that's too hard to get that last. <laughs> I'm sitting. I'm like I got twelve models left and I cannot. Yeah. I can't push yeah. the motivation to get. Yeah. And this has happened to me with every yeah. army I've ever yeah. painted. I get so what I, so, a lot of the way done yeah. and not done. I get yeah. the burnout, but yeah. So what I'll do is I'll switch projects. Yep, switch so your projects I've, I've up. Got, I've got five half painted Vanguard hunters on my desk. I just like uh, I just don't feel like painting these guys anymore. Right. So so what did I do? I just switched. I built. I just built some models. I built ten Carrick athletes. Mm-hmm. So I've always wanted to put Carrick athletes in my army, and I had, you know, I had one of the boxes. I was like, well, to start building because building is yeah. different than painting. And and honestly, right? and maybe you don't want to do that either. But here's the thing: you got to try to do something. You kind of got to push through it by doing. Yeah, something. switch up what you're doing because building is just as it's just still a hobby. Right. You got to build those models. So and, just build them. But them if together. you need to paint, maybe you got nothing to build. Maybe you're yeah. just pure painting. Try a yeah. different technique. Try yeah. a different. That's what I've been. My mm. my my big hobby spark came twofold. The first one I got this year was when I started really started painting uh, Slaves of Darkness mm-hmm. because it was like, okay, Games Workshop sent me this. It's almost a full army. I bought a couple more boxes at 2,000 points. I'm like, they were nice enough to send me this. I'm painting up the whole darn thing. And, and I painted it with, uh, I was just like, you know what? I primed, I'm going to try this. And I tried it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I kind of like it. Try this. Okay, now I like this. And mm-hmm. I was more on a... Look, I didn't even have to pay for the models, so if I don't like how the color scheme turns out, I'm not <laughs> angry about it. Like, and I know yeah. that's a weird, but, but that—that's what I said in my head. I'm like, just, just, and I'm like, okay, I really like this. And once I got something, it's like, I and I tried different techniques. I was watching those videos. I was watching mm-hmm. Artist Opus uh, videos. Yeah. I was watching Cult of Paint. Yeah. I was watching some of these videos, and I'm like, I'm gonna just try this thing. And I'm trying. Okay, this works. Oh my god, this works. This looks pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Suddenly, I painted two thousand points of an army. Right. You know. Um, and when I needed a break, I went and built stuff and then Star Wars Shatterpoint, which isn't Warhammer. Yeah. But I only need eight models to, to, to play on my side. Yeah. It's kind of like kill team for, 
yeah. 40K. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, or Kill Team. You know, it's like, oh, I picked up this Kill Team stuff. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. nine models here. Mm-hmm. Part of it is the change up, you know, and sometimes you've got to push through and find the thing that excites you. Yeah. Uh, I am a lore hound, as everybody knows. Uh, of the three pillars, the, the, the books and the reading, mm-hmm. the hobbying and the modeling and the gaming, uh, the mm-hmm. thing I do most is the reading. Yeah. And that really often inspires me quite yeah. a bit. I read this stuff and I get so excited. That story was so cool. This is so neat. Mm-hmm. I need to try this. Yeah. I mean, I mean that was I mean that was my hobby when I first started out in Warhammer cuz I kind of started kind of at the same time I like got into the military and yeah. you know while you're at sea or whatever, I mean you're not obviously playing Warhammer, although we did figure out a way to play. <laughs> um, but um, you know, it was just, it was literally just white dwarf magazines. And, you know, if I was on a deployment, like my wife would send me one, you know, every, when she'd get, I had a you know, subscription, she'd send mm-hmm. it to me. And I was like, oh, oh cool. my God, this, I'd get a new one. And it's like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Read yeah. it. And I had one other friend on the submarine who was also a, a Warhammer fan and we would just talk constantly about it. Yeah. We never even played. And we were just huge Warhammer fans. You that's, know what I mean? That, that's yeah. how After Eleanor started. Greg mm-hmm. Dan coming to visit here in America and us spending yeah. several days together just talking Horace Heresy. Yeah. And then it was like, you know what? We were talking so much like, you know, we should cover these books. Like that just mm-hmm. inspired us. Just sometimes, yeah, just yeah. talking with your friends about all yeah. the stuff they're doing. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Get, get, those, on dis- get on a Discord. Get those OBR. Yeah. Get those OBR that everyone's talking about. They're ugly. It don't matter. Slap yeah. some paint on them. Painted's better than unpainted. The, yep. just, the thing is and, to not put so much pressure on yourself. You've got right. this and then, hobby and you're yeah. in it, and then you're like, yeah. ugh, I don't want to do this, and it's such a waste. And it's like, okay, yeah. now you're putting too much pressure on yourself. Yeah, and I feel like joining a community is good as well, even if it's an online one, if they don't have enough people in your area. Well, and like I said, I wish who, I knew who it was on the Discord, because everybody yeah, Discord would, is awesome. Yeah, because, I mean, everyone who's on the Discord right now is a Patreon patron. They're all listening. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll jump in and talk to you and get you get your hobby motivated. Oh, speaking yep. of which, the Discord, uh, I'm going to have a link on the Facebook page with this uh, with this episode for anyone who is not a patron. Uh, I the, the patrons have spoken, and they said... Um, let everybody use the Discord. Just put it yeah. out there for everybody, and um, and they'll be content with, and they're they're super happy with that. So they're like, the more the merrier. So yeah, it's going to be open to everybody, which is I think awesome. I was glad yeah. that they, I was glad that they that they wanted to do that. I was mm-hmm. I was willing to keep it private because if you you know if they wanted, you know, a lot of times people w- want their little Patreon exclusive stuff. But we've got Garage mm-hmm. World on Patreon, and we haven't done that in a few months because Heather's yeah. been really busy with work and out of the country and crap. Yeah, but uh, and then you know, and we want to start doing like more content as well. Yeah, and like we, battle yeah. reports and that kind of stuff. And yeah, so we've got a lot. But I'm not gonna lie. Do you know how many times I thought about quitting the hobby in the past 15 years? Mm. I mean, while doing the show, there were episodes where I was doing an episode thinking. I could be teaching my kids to read right now. Like I'm a bad father. Like, you know how many people I know who got into this hobby young and then they had kids and quit the hobby. Mm-hmm. I didn't start the hobby until, uh, end of right at the end of sixth edition, which is okay. like Harrison was what like year is three that? or four. I, that, well, we started at two th- in 2010 when eighth came out. Seventh was, so that's 2000. So about 2004. 
Okay. So Harrison was four and Morgan was two. And Kira yeah. wasn't going to be born for two more years. And I started the show then. Yeah. You know, so like I was committing time to all this. And it's like there were times I was like, I, there's other things I can be doing. And there yeah. were times where, I mean, we, it, those of you who weren't playing back then, I know some, some of you have been playing way longer than I have. But at this point, I feel like I've been I've been in the game long enough where I can feel like I've been in here a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, seventh edition. I yeah. mean, book releases, stuff coming. It was a wasteland, you know. Yeah, yeah. When uh, I started, I started in ninety two. Okay, and um, it's like ten you know, years before I did. Yeah, and didn't and didn't, you know played as much as I could, you know, while we were at home. You know. Uh huh. I, I I kind of started. I was in Virginia, so we started playing there at a, in Newport News at a, a hobby shop there. And, uh, you know, then after I got back from the Navy, we moved back to Illinois. And, man, there was nothing, dude. There was, like, almost no Warhammer Fantasy. Yeah. There was one, there was one shop in Naperville where there was, like, three or four players total. Well, I, so I was like, I said, this is crazy. It was all, most of it was 40K based. Yeah. And I, I remember going to, like, like Gamer's Paradise, uh, like, the mall, and be like, uh, is there, like, a, you know, like a Warhammer Fantasy, like, like, you know, community I'm not aware of. He's like, no, nah, man, that game's pretty much dead around here. It's only 40K, blah, blah, blah. So what did I do? I, like, started my own club. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's Illinois, what you have to do it, sometimes. Yeah. Illinois Warhammer Fantasy Battles. I don't know if you remember that. We had, like, you know. IWFB. No, I IWFB, know what it was. You, right? you, you, wait, you started that? I started that. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. I was a member of that for a while. I jumped oh, yeah. right. Once I started playing, I jumped in. Yep. And that, thank yep. you, Chris. I did not know <laughs> about that. Yeah. So we I, you know, grew the community from not much. You know what I mean? Wow. And it was like, uh, it was a Yahoo group. First of all, it was just like a couple people. And then it was, I think, a Yahoo group, you know? And then, you know, a couple other more tech savvy people came along and the rise of like, you know, GoDaddy and those things. You know, we got a website and. You know, forum yeah. pages and all that stuff. And so it kind of grew up That's know, cool. there. Yeah, then the but, battle yeah. bunker opened, and it was like, boom. You know, then it just exploded. Yeah. Yeah. But listen, we got one more voicemail, and we're right. uh, like a half hour into the show, and we haven't even hit our first commercial break and done the – done. and I started talking <laughs> about this book. We need to move on. We got to listen to this last voicemail. And okay. We can address this hobby burnout again later, though. And, guys, yeah. I would please invite you to put down, go onto the Facebook page or the Discord page. Mm-hmm. And if you've got stories about battling hobby burnout, po- let it, let's hear them. Yeah. Let's hear them. Let's get, once again, dude didn't leave his name. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to say, let's rally around Phil, yeah, I don't just. Yeah. It's a good name, yeah. Philip, and we want to say we want to see what you're doing too on yeah. Facebook. All right, Post last stuff. voicemail, and then we're gonna break, and then we're gonna come talk about this book because we got a lot to talk about. Hold on. Oh yeah, here we go. Hey Dave, it's Chris from Pittsburgh here. Uh, I was just wondering, you know, we've seen a lot of Gur, Axie, and uh, Guy Ran, a little bit of Come On and Shyish. What realms do you guys really want to? delved into next story. <laughs> I know Olgu is going to be oh. a favorite for a lot of people, but I really want to know what's happening in Hish and how chaos really affected that. I just don't recall ever hearing much about it. Alright. Bye. Bye. Hish? I thought we had a lot of coverage of Hish. That whole thing where the Soul Wars ended there and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's the, 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 you know, the climax of the uh, the last... Uh, Broken Realms stories took place in Hish. 
But um, as far as what realm, I most, I mean, yeah, I mean, he said, it. I mean, I want, I want to know what's up going on in Ulgu. Yeah, everybody does. I think that's Everyone. the base answer, like because yeah. they don't, they've given us literally, well, very, not literally nothing, little. but very as little. close to nothing as possible. Yeah, we have one map. We have one book with one map, and it's in the the uh, Daughters of Cain book. Yeah, right? and that's all we know is where she was <laughs> and what she's holding on to. But the rest of that place is a mystery, and mm-hmm. you just know. I guess Malarian is lurking around there, and Tyrion is somewhere. I just on okay, real talk. It irritates me. <laughs> I don't. You know secret. what? They're it, keeping a secret. No, I mean, <sighs> dude, this game's been out long enough. <laughs> where I think, I mean, what? Twenty fifteen, it came out. Is that? Am I correct? Uh, I don't know. I think Sounds it was right. twenty fifteen. Yeah. Uh, if if I am correct, and I think I am, because 2010 is when Eighth Edition came out. We had it for about five years, so we're looking at 20 about 2015. It's been eight years, and they have told us nothing about this realm. I mean, I don't care. I don't have their army yet, but come on, <laughs> like oh, so little is known. People who go there don't often come back. Get July out of here. 3rd, July third, July third, 2015. That's right. So yeah, I was right. Yeah, I hate it. I hate that they tell us nothing about this realm. Like, it's nothing about the realm. Like, I don't need to know what Malarian's doing right now, and I guess part of it is I would have to know or whatever, but mm. God bless America, that irritates the crap out of me. <laughs> it really does. Uh. But, uh, all right, so listen, that's it. Like, we got to be done. We got to go to break. It's ridiculous, okay. and we're going to come back, and when we come back, we are going to talk uh, the long hunt because... If oh you God. thought if you thought it was getting rough <laughs> last time, this is my favorite one. Is it so far? Yes. It, 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 it's. I feel like it's less of a downer than the second one, but they're yeah. really not in much better of a position. It's just they didn't take like they they walk they have a few teeth left after they walk out of this one. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right, breaking back. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back. Yes, we are. Here we are. Okay. After that long intro and those calls, and and suddenly we have a topic for another show, how to deal with hobby burnout. <laughs> um, all right. And and seriously, dude, let I need to know who this guy is. This is going to bother me until I find out who he is. 
and he's not even going to respond until Saturday when we put the episode out because yeah. we can't put it out till Saturday because we can't put any information about this book out until Saturday. So, but we're getting it recorded and dropping it ASAP because we yeah. that's, Games that, Workshop. Games Workshop leaked one of the models today. Which model? They they leaked uh, Ionis today. The whole thing. I know. I saw the outline. They showed him. Yeah, he's amazing. Oh yeah, and I love his rules. We'll get to those at the end of the show. But let's talk about the story. All right. Desperation has taken root within the twin-tailed crusade. People are dying. Stuff is going bad. And get this. Now, you know, part of it is you send out the biggest crusade ever. It's going to draw attention. We all Mm -hmm. know that. Okay. Then we get the whole weird Batman syndrome where everybody blames Batman for the Joker's existence. They wouldn't have (laughs) these guys if you weren't here. Well, we wouldn't be getting attacked from every corner if you didn't send out the largest thing, a beacon for this. Yeah. Um, But, of course... You need a big thing to survive. So it's it's sort of a catch-22, but that's not the point. The point is now other people are noticing. It says that it's caught the attention of old enemies. The yeah. Bloodbound, the Bloodbound. Are, are toward Hammerhall Aksha. In Gyran, a forceful reopening of an ancient realm gate sees Kragnos himself oh, in boy. the Everspring Swath. Um, I hate Kragnos. Kragnos has got some enemies in this book. Uh, good. I hate him. <laughs> I really do. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Real talk. <laughs> Worst thing they've put out, with the possible exception of those OBR models. <laughs> you really don't like Kragnos. It, no, and it's not the model. He he's made, kind of bent. He, he, he's an idiot. Mm. He, his character is the worst kind of character. He's basically a racist and a bigot who, who fed off of his anger and became this giant monster who does yeah. nothing but just run around and break everything. Yeah, he, doesn't per- get, he, he doesn't get a, a glow up in this one either. No, and he you get- know what he is? <laughs> He's a, he's a he's he's a poor man's Gorka Morka. Yeah, he's just a bully. And that's all it is. Gorka yeah. Morka runs around and loves a good scrap. This guy just hates. Hates yeah. everything and everyone. Yeah. And it's and honestly, that's boring. There's one line in here which exemplifies Kragnos for me. Which we'll is get to it. And so okay. it's when it's when Gobsprack is talking to him. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 the, I think the line goes like he forlornly just kicked like the side of this cliff, just uh, and broke it down. Just, yeah, just 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 being a punk. Yeah, you know, no, it's just that's <sighs> and uh, look, nothing against the writers at GW. I just feel like this is a character that has no room to flesh out. Where is yeah. the sympathy for this guy? He was a jerk when he was younger. He killed his brother or fought his brother. He basically hates everyone and everything. He is the worst sort of a petulant, and he's the prince among these people, right? He is yeah. the worst sort of petulant. You know who he, he's like? Joffrey <laughs> from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Petulant, rotten, just Me. waiting for him to die. Me. Yeah. Honestly, Me. I just want him to die. Or get put back in stasis. You can still play with him. There's still rules for him. Get him out of the story because I hate him. Well, I feel like Games Workshop might have realized they wrote themselves into a bit of a corner with this character. I feel like it. I feel yeah. like so it. So now they're trying to do something about it. Uh, yeah, it's just, and it's that I. Uh, I love this Council of Life in here. Oh, yeah. It's that, great. That, 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 that's coming just, up. It's a great it's chapter. Oh. My point only is that I. that's why I don't like Kragnos. He feels. So incredibly one-dimensional. Mm. And this is in a world where you have a Teclas and a Sigmar and a Nagash. 
or Nagash. But, but, but at least they're interesting. Right. Like, they Nagash like, is petty, yeah. and he is locked in his ways because of yeah. him being undead. Yeah. But he's got motivation. He's got yeah. followers. He's got—I mean, Kragnos has followers, but it's just like— Well, they'd follow anybody who yeah, was doing— you know? they'll follow anybody who's smashing things. Uh, right. I, I do like that there are orcs who don't like Kragnos. They don't like him. They and don't like him. I, I remember reading, he can't be— the prophet of Gorka Morka. He ain't got yeah. proper feet. Yeah. Which I love that. He ain't got proper feet, <laughs> so he can't possibly be stomping. Yeah. Um, I just, Duh. yeah, but he's out now, okay? So now the grand conclave of Hammerhall is in an uproar, okay? Mm-hmm. They're getting messages that truth, truth break fell. If you remember from last episode, if you don't, go yeah. back and re-listen yeah. to book two on this, all right? Yeah. Fort Gardas's survivors come streaming in. Yeah. Um, and then they don't know what to do. They I don't know. It's know. kind of a kind of a debacle. Yeah. Two of the most renowned settlements in Hammerhall's ages, both storied and strategically vital, were now nothing more than smoking piles of rubble. Mm-hmm. And some people want to blame the crusade, literally yeah. saying you sent it out. This is what I was saying. It's like blaming the Batman for all the <laughs> right. criminals in Gotham, which yeah. happens like regularly. I still yeah. read Batman comics only because he's the greatest, but that's not the point. Um. And then they're like, oh, they're chasing them, but if these guys get away, what's going to stop them from turning around and coming back to us? They literally want to blame everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like this. Uh, Supreme Pontifex uh, Elethrus Vinx declared yeah. that the Crusades' continued progress, even in the face of such devastation, was a blessing from Sigmar. And indeed, religious fervor was burning through the streets of Akshi like an in- unquenchable inferno. Wild accounts of the miracle of the wheel. Yeah. Remember that when she called that yeah, giant the, wheel and the spokes were crushing everything? Then yeah, that was the end, the end of the last yeah. uh, story. I yeah. love that that news has spread and it's the miracle of the wheel. That is mm-hmm. awesome. Right. Uh, I just, I really, I think it's great, uh, and yeah, I like so kind of where so, the story's so then going. What do they do? They they start stealing wheels from everything. Uh, this okay. <laughs> We can't including, use including the machines that make all the weapons. Which yeah, so now production is getting messed up and the crusades are being slowed down because they gotta carry yeah. their cannons because they took the wheels away. They took the wheels off their Listen, carriages. I get it's They're a holy symbol but you can't remove wheels. Like literally the first thing cavemen like the first big thing the cavemen invented. Yeah. You know, the invention of the wheel. Yeah. And these people are like, we shouldn't use it for that anymore. Well, you know what? It, it's kind of hard to drive around on squares. You so know? They just drag, they just drag the stuff. Yeah. Out it's just stupidity. It's so <laughs> insane. I love, I, uh, but I just love the whole, the religious zealots. Yeah. Yes, some of the stuff they do is helpful. Yes, it keeps morale up. Boy, do they choose stupid things to do at times, just uh, in, the, in the name of in the name of whatever, right? Yeah, and it mentions that in here too. It's like what? Yeah, it's just crazy. Um, you got Gobsprack Gobsprack talking in this little pullout here, um, mm-hmm. and it's great. Uh, each syllable of Cra- oh, that's right. So they're looking. This is where Kragnos is talking to him. Yeah, he says. Uh, where is that? They're uh, looking. What are they looking for again? They're looking for. Well, they're looking for the realm gate. Oh, that's right. They're looking for that realm gate for he wanted to come through, and he's basically punching a mountain because apparently it's in the mountain. Yeah. 
And, here, and he's and, he, and he's not. He's just being. He's just bored because he's not thinking they're going to find it. He's like, this is stupid. It's I don't no want to do this here. God speaker. Each syllable of Kragnos's ancient language smoldered with fury. This is pointless. What a child. Yeah. Realm gates ain't so easily destroyed. Gobsprack grinned. The craw's still behind there, boss. You just got to keep chipping away. Can't give up on your people that easy. Dracoth- yeah, so then it's yeah. like, Jacothian spawn will have put any survivors on the other side to the torch, Kragnos growled, giving the sheet of rock a half-hearted kick. <laughs> yeah, it's like he was pounding uh, on it. Now he's like, it's, ah. Uh. Yeah. And then, boom, it, he finds it. Yeah. What a baby. What a child. All right. Uh, and, let's and then see. The next th- then the next thing that Gobjack says is amazing. I love yes. it. Yes. Read that part. So it's 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 further up. I mean, so Kragnos, like, he goes through. Right. Right. But then there's another box out later. I don't know if you want to oh, talk about Oh, is that the that. one you wanted? Oh, that's the one where he's t- he quoted? Yeah, we'll get to that when we get to that part. Yeah. So, but <laughs> they so found good. it. They found yeah. the realm gate. Okay. So they found the realm gate. So despite the f- challenges from Hammerhall, the soldiery is in high spirits. Even the naysayers in the Grand Conclave could not doubt that the show of power made by launching the expedition was doing its job of inspiring the population and sending a warning to their foes. Privately, however, Commander Catrick Legion shared his worries with Vedra. Fanaticism is a powerful drug, and while it creates a zealous atmosphere that put steel in the citizenry spines, boosted enlistment and all that, uh, it also drove them to do irrational things in the name of Sigmar. Like, take all the wheels! I take all the wheels and, like, burn people in the street for right. no reason. Yeah, uh, so it, it, it's, I, I like that they're like, oh, this is great, but it, it can also come back and bite us. Mm-hmm. Uh, ham- inside Hammerhall, Gyra, the streets are somber. Garda Steel's soul has been martyred. They don't know if he's gone. Yeah. Back. Nobody knows if he's up in this because, I mean, they, they're not up there. Yet. He hasn't come back yet. With the return of any Stormcast uncertain ever since the coming of Cursed Skies, a funeral procession was held for him, just in case. Right. He'll be uh, back. Some people, after, Gardas, after Fort Gardas fell, people were saying, bring back the Dawnbringers. And they're like, no, you yeah, can't. We, we call, yeah, recall them. Like, yeah. Bring them all home. Yeah. Uh, rumor is that Rodigus Rainfather is making inroads on the Sigmarite border. Uh, missing person reports from merchants crossing the Stormrift are coming through, but it's, all, it's getting worse and worse. Bad things are happening. Right. Now, uh, they're still on the run from Truce Break, if you remember. Right. Truce Break so ruins so are still on fire. Yeah, so they're being chased by the tro- the Trogels and the got- and the Grots. Yeah. Uh, Wildcore hunters delivered increasingly bleak reports to Pontifex Zenestra. The loon tide was closing in and fast. Yeah. Um, ripples of discontent now echoed out from the rear guard as it advanced at a snail's pace. Yeah, the people in the back are mad because they're catching up because we don't have wheels on our things. <laughs> right. This is stupid, and it <laughs> makes me angry. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, guess who's coming? The Trogoth King is coming. Now, the well, legendary Colossus has nowhere to be seen. Yeah, he took off. He went a different way. Yeah. Uh, we don't know why, but good because he's unstoppable, also. But I, yeah. I, I kind of like him though. At least he's got a little backstory that's not just he's a brat. Or, yeah, yeah. Or it's like he got or, yeah. up and he didn't want to wake. I mean, he slept through the age of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a headache because they built a shrine on his head. They built the shrine over his back, and then it fused into it with the life spell, which is why mm-hmm. he's got the horns and the lichen beard. 
And now he's got this life thing which is broken and just picks up whatever winds are around and boosts him. And now he can see the ley lines, the geomantic ley lines. <laughs> and that hurts <laughs> his eyes. Yeah, it's such a cool story. It's so good. It's so much mm. fun. It's just like this mm. poor, tr- and you think uh, you know, nobody likes a troll because they're kind of smelly and gross and violent and dumb. Mm. But I kind of <laughs> love them. And this poor guy's like, all he wants to do is go to sleep. And you <laughs> yeah. guys have wrecked it for him. And now he's going to smash everything. I, I, you know what? <laughs> you ever been so tired that the next person who bu- wakes you up is getting a punch in the face? Oh, yeah. That's this guy. <laughs> I know his. I know his pain. I can. I can relate yeah. to this guy. Uh, so after three <laughs> days with barely more time to rest than it takes to burn a candle, they're they're out of energy, and then the grots. Three days of them just running and exhausted. They're burnt out. They're 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 overtired, and the tragas just start smashing mm-hmm. them. Uh, those in the front are like, we turn around. We yeah, have they, to stop. They to catch them. Yeah, like stop! Let stop moving. They're here. They're killing our friends. We need to fight. And of course, she's like, "Nope." Uh, I don't think I like Zenestra either. There's something wrong with her. I know she's kind of a she's kind of mean. She well, I mean, she's a she's zealot. Like too, she's like she's yeah, a zealot. She's like uh, in the, too, in, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Say what you were saying. Yeah, well, she she's just like yeah, she's just will sacrifice anything. Anyone. Yeah, to get you know what she wants, and now suddenly there's just... problems to the front too. Huge creatures mm-hmm. were gathered in packs up ahead, scaled and hulking like dracoths, but ruddy of hue and wreathed in oars of flame. We know what those are, magma droths. Yeah. So now they're running, and their friends are dying, and we have a report from the front, and it's actually fire slayers. And so as they keep moving forward, the Lofnir custodians, these are the Lofnir are this. This is one of, we've got some new armies you could play, specialized armies, which, by the way, at least one of them is pretty cool. I'd say at least two of them, I think, are pretty cool of the four. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm tempted to play at least one of them uh, (laughs) because they look like fun. And I have the models already. Uh, as they pressed onward with renewed determination, they come out. The Lofnir custodians bore clusters of eggs and Kindledroth and Kindledroth young evacuated from beleaguered magma holds. But increasing numbers of them also bore the marks of well-worn weapons of doom seekers. And amidst right. all this carnage, the Dwarden in gold armor, so gleamingly bright that the sun seemed to set it aflame, descended from the burning hills atop of mag- the ma- his magma droth. Even the hammer hall born Dwarden of the Crusade dropped to one knee as they instantly recognized the presence of one of the most powerful rune fathers ever to have lived, Bale Grimnir. Bale Grimnir shows up. This is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Have uh, we seen him before? Uh, his name is mentioned in, in, the, in their book. I don't know if we've seen him is before it? actually okay. playing, but yeah. he is, yeah. Uh, uh, those Trogoths, apparently... Remember, these. now, if you go back to book one... These guys have been out, pushed out of their homes. Yeah, they got their their whole their lodges destroyed. have been destroyed. We don't know exactly who yet. There was some Skaven apparently and some Grots. I think they were talking mm-hmm. about just things pushing them out. Yep. So these guys are angry. And yeah. uh, when we get to the second part of the show, when we talk about the new rules, these mm-hmm. guys are they don't just worship Grimnir. They also care about Volcatrix because when the two of them killed each other and their essences sprayed out into the universe, yeah. uh, they co-mingled with each other. 
So these guys are actually guys believers that the magma droth and the magma droth eggs that came from that are because of this burst and this split and that these things should be cared for and worshipped as much as yeah. the others. These are Lofnir guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so they come in and they're like, oh, we are going to destroy these grots and these right. trogs that are coming. Yeah. Um, they, of course, Zenestra turns around and saying his showing up is an important spoke in the great wheel. <laughs> yeah. You know, Just making stuff up. You know, I, some of the more skeptical soldiers attributed her keenness toward the Duarden arrival to their use of mounts rather than wheeled conveyances. <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, you only like them because their mounts are organic and they don't have wheels. Yeah. yeah. Um, she she and and then what did she do? She she bought their services because that's how you hire fire yeah, slayers. She, oh yeah, opened up the coffers and paid them. Yeah. Listen, we need this, and a plan was struck right there at the edge of the Heartblood Sea. Um, they know that the Gore Tide is here too, and they mm-hmm. have to go through it. So, if they could make it through, they'd be free from the chaos held land and might even be able to take a day or two to rest. Yeah, you know. But this is what's going on. These these guys are going to fight, and these guys are going to try to to get out of this and move along because this is not what they, they need to be moving along. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get to the hero's return. This, okay. If there's one thing I really love about this book. Mm-hmm. Is they brought first edition Realmgate Wars characters back? Oh yeah, super cool. Because we honestly we haven't heard about them forever, and it's like, what happened to these guys? Are we forgetting about these guys? They were supposed to be awesome sauce. You know, I think we've mentioned this before in previous shows. Like, where are these people? Yeah, I think we did. We were talking about some of the things and characters and stuff we like, and they were like, well, this model could be that hero or that. Guy. Where is that guy? We haven't seen him in a long time, right? So they were not ready for when they get to the Heartblood Sea. The waters, yeah. the waters are red, yeah. and you, there's so much blood in this area, and in the water itself, there's so they could smell. Yeah, blood. The description of the terrain, and then when they start the battles with the corn blood is so oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my. So, with innumerable Grots and Trogots behind them and the bloody Champions of Chaos ahead, all they could do was press on. So, they go through this little gully, the shallow gully, and of course, Bloodbound Reavers are just attacking from every angle. Yeah, so these are just the, the grunts. Yeah, the Mark of the Gortide, the most legendary of corn servants, even those lacking the crimson plate favored by the champions were possessed of muscles so knotted and thick they shrugged off all but the most grievous injuries. Groups of twisted hounds, their necks filled with stretched veiny flesh, were beckoned forth to join the fray. Yeah, flesh hounds, yeah. Yep, and as the numbers begin to overwhelm the Crusades, Zenestra bent her head in prayer to the God King once more. Right, so this is like... This is like playtime for the fire slayers. They're like, hooray! <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they've got they've got enemies to kill, but they're yeah. taking care of the grots and the trogs. So we got to handle corn. And what has mm-hmm. happened? Zenestra starts to pray, and then clouds start running in, and a great bolt of forked lightning struck the battlefield. Oh yeah! Howls of pain go up from behind the enemy lines, bursting through the crackling light, gold armor glinting. The stormcast eternal slammed into the Gortite. I thought she was calling down lightning. Yeah. I thought her prayer was going to bring, like, she was going to actually attack them with lightning magic. Mm-hmm. Nope. I'm an idiot. I wasn't even thinking the right way. Be- <laughs> you know, it was the storm clouds that confused me. Yeah, yeah. The storm cast have shown up. Yeah, but look and- who comes. It's yeah. liberators. 
Yeah, Veteran yeah, yeah. Liberators, like what? Uh, okay, cool. Right. Well, and Neve Black Talon shows yeah. up. Yeah. With her guys, Hammerhand shows up. Mm-hmm. Vandis, Vandis Hammerhand, Hammerhand yeah. who I love, mm-hmm. and I feel bad for. This oh, poor God. guy has been messed up, and the more <laughs> we're reading it now, the more messed up he is. And then when Iona's Cryptborn shows up, yeah, I feel that's bad. Not so, that's not, a little bit later, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but still, mm-hmm. I'm worried about where the story's going with him. In fact, this story right now has given me some fan theories about what one of the final chambers is going to be because there's still how many chambers are there left to open three or four quite a few yeah i thought there was like seven or something like that and they've opened like four what if one's going to be like well so we'll talk about yeah we'll talk about that because this is what's (laughs) happening here is strange and we're getting we're finally getting info that i mean might have been in some of the fiction Mm-hmm. Books, but okay. Here, okay. Well, Van, so Vandis shows up and just administers to the Bloodbound. Oh yeah, so, they oh, they were forced back to regroup and find. He shows up and he he personally is 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 just carving a path. Nothing can touch him. Right. Uh, and then he just smashes them. Yeah, Nave Nave shows up and it's yeah they're fighting and, and they're like the uh, yep. Vandis, please stay and help us get across this territory and he's like yeah. nope I've got to like, find nope. Corgus cool I you know yeah. the burning intensity of Vandis's resolve gave even the devout Zenestra pause she's mm-hmm. like this is Sigmar's crusade he needs this he's like you need to not tell me what to do right <laughs> he's like I need to find Corgus cool and that's my freaking job and yep. she's like she doesn't even argue with yeah him. she's like. And she argues with everybody. She yeah. is not used to being naysayed. But I suppose this is like a, a, a higher up in some human order trying well, to tell. I mean, he's, trying he's to a tell. Lord, he's, yeah, he's a Lord Celestin. She's, right. This she's is, a knight, you know? Yeah. You've got a human. That's like some human telling one of the Astartes leaders. <laughs> yeah. What, you know, I'm going to come up to this chapter master and start. I'm going to tell Marnius Calgar what's, <laughs> yeah. what, what's what. Like, mm-hmm. nobody. Like, right. if he gets annoyed, you're going to stop. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so in he leaves, end, and Neve and, and her party stay. Yeah, Neve stays because he's like, nope, I can't stay. Now, I just want to read this box out here because this is where it starts getting interesting. Mm-hmm. Though Lord Celestin Vandis Hammerhand is a living legend, he is rarely present outside of battle. Hmm, interesting. Liberators of the Hammerhand speak in hushed tones of his supposed incarceration in a cell deep below the... Perspicarium. Yeah, uh, per- yeah. Perspicarium. Where he is said to chant prophecies laden with obscure symbolism. These rumors are constantly refuted by the chamber's command echelon, who maintain that Vandis is abroad battling Korn's barbaric champions. Yet it's true enough that he is nowhere to be seen between campaigns. For a long time, Lord Relictor Iona's Cryptborn represented Vandis in Azir, though he too has been mysteriously absent these past few years. Yeah. He's just incarcerated and because he got those weird visions of prophecy and that messed him up and if you don't know about this that's some realm gate wars early stuff yeah the lightning man yeah you i mean you if you can get like that first edition stuff those realm gate wars books Mm -hmm. i actually have a full set of those 10 books that listed out the entire realm gate wars the 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 novels oh wow yeah and then cranky sent me some extras like fancy ones i but i already had the originals but Mm -hmm. yeah that's where it's going um Let's keep getting the Vandis Hammerhand stuff here. So the next, like, the next page is like oh. a battle. Oh, this battle is bananas! And basically, oh um, he comes in and he he just wants to know where Corgus Cool is, and they're like, he's not here. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen him. 
And I think it's yeah, interesting. So it's like, like torturing, like bloodbound, like yeah. fighters. Like, where's cool? Where's cool? Yeah. And they're like, screw you, dude. Uh, yeah. So and then he, I, then Ionis shows up. Yeah. So he shows up, and it says there was a on his giant dra- on his giant yeah. dragon. Yes, and it's an old looking dragon because yeah. he's been too long in Shyish, and it's sort of drained and aged him prematurely. Yeah, so which it's kind is of so like, appropriate. So it's kind of like on the same. Is, is he on the same footing as like Crondis and Karazai? Oh, this I, dragon? I don't think so. No. No. Crondis and Karazai; those guys are like old, old founding guys. This guy's not They're, that old. He's been prematurely aged yeah. by being in Shyish. He's not an old, uh, an old uh, dragon. Super right. seems pretty. He's very powerful, though. So I like the he comes in on his on his rider, and the newcomer descended from his ragged mount, and there was a brittle silence as the two champions were facing each other. So he wants to know why he's there. Please, Vandis, since when did fr- and he uses his title. Mm-hmm. Warden of Lost Souls, and he's like, "We're friends. Why are you talking this way?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Welcome back, Ionis." He murmured, "And well fought." May I ask now why, after so many decades, you return to us? We have come to reinforce your chamber. This vendetta has dragged on for far too long. Then your help cannot come at a better time. Your obsession with finding cool is blinding you to the needs of others. This is this gets yeah. heated. Yeah, calls him out. Vandis' expression curdled instantly. Your help always seems to come at the cost of listening to your preaching. You know yeah. as well as I do the parch cannot be safe while he lives. Mm-hmm. Sigmar has given me a new purpose, Iona said. And Vandis is looking at him. And I still have my own purpose, to end Cool's reign of terror. Vandis snapped. How many times have you seen the lightning man recently? Vandis' mm-hmm. hand shot out with the force of Sigmar's own tempest as he balled it in front of Ionis's cloak. Yeah. So... I'm assuming that he grabbed the cloak. And yeah, he ho- says he yeah. balled it. He balled it in the front of Ionis's cloak. Yeah, he grabs. Yeah, so he grabs him. Cloak and he and kind like, of twists. So he's got a fist. Yeah. How do yeah, you know go about face that? Face to face. Yeah. You told me yourself on many occasions of the specter that increasingly haunts your dreams. I don't remember. I should have remembered. How many times have you been reforged? Mm. See, this is. This is getting crazy. How many of you? Van decide, releasing Ionis from his grip. He strolled toward Kalanax, heavy steps with purpose. The hammer hands raised their weapons. I'm here to see this battle through with or without you. And if Ionis replied with his little quiet, raspy voice, he didn't hear. That does not sound like he. Vandis is not okay. No. He is not okay. And I love that he's not okay. Yeah, but Sigmar is still willing to throw him out there. Because apparently Sigmar kind of has some, at least some idea of what's happening with him. Yeah, and he's okay with it. But boy, oh boy, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so then we get the Gortide breaks. What you need to know is Vec the Flayer, one of yeah. Vandis's oldest foes, he's going after him, right? Yeah, that, yeah. He's, 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 he's here. Cool's not here. But Two of his champions Vec are. Vec the Flayer and the Bloodstoker. Yeah. Uh, he is the Bloodstoker, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's the Bloodstoker, and then the other guy uh, who's coming up next is the... Uh, and he totally got blindsides Vandis because he's going after him and not paying attention to the Korgorath, gets mm-hmm. knocked off his mount. He's fighting. Vec comes in and sticks his blade in the side, in, be- yeah, in, in the armor. Him. Yeah, yep. and Vandis has been stabbed in the chest now through the armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he... 
It says, it goes to his body as if it was nothing in the face. Gripping Heldon's beak at the top of the haft, he lunged with a speed that sent the Bloodstoker reeling and thrust the weapon upwards. The top of his hammer struck Vex's jaw with a thunderous crack, whipping back his skull and instantly snapping his neck. Kills him. Yep. And, dude, I love that they're bringing these guys back so much. Like, yeah. Vandis was awesome. When you read those stories, mm-hmm. he is vicious. He is an ama- His rules don't match him. He needs a new set of rules. I'm sorry. He needs a, he needs a new war scroll. Vandis needs a new war scroll that, to, that, that is fitting with the Vandis who has been doing this for 100 years. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because in the lore, he is just a consummate. And it gets crazy because warrior uh, nasty guy, yeah, yeah. Because then we got what Threx Skullbrand, yeah. So the this, this, so his description of him, it like gave me a little chill. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh my god, like where's this? Um, yeah, skull, this Threx Skullbrand, Corgus Cole's favorite blood secretor. His twisted banner planted deep in the ground. Uh, Skullbrand screamed with a mix of pain and fury as his blood was drawn forth from his pores in a red mist, which swirled around the cursed icon and gave it a crimson sheen. Like, oh. Yep. Like, there was a bubbling like roar from the heart blood sea as it boiled and steamed. And the next moment, the hoping shape of a bloodthirster of the third host rose. He summons a bloodthirster. Yeah, but he does it by like, he like, like he's so enraged, like his blood. Well, like, that, but that's like how those work. Cer- like, I mean, just the description of that. Oh, like it's the great. blood just like just comes out of his pores, and yeah. like he starts sweating blood, and it goes away. Blood, and it goes away. The last person I heard who did something like that was when you heard the story of the night before Jesus was killed. Right, which is uh, which is a weird parallel to draw, but that's the only other time I heard about people sweating blood, and I'm like. Yeah. Oh, this guy is like pulling out some powerful insanity here. Yes. Um, but you got a bloodthirster. Now you got Iona's Cryptborn and his dragon. Mm-hmm. And the dragon goes after the bloodthirster. Mm-hmm. And I like that they aren't doing well. Like once again, Vandism is Ionis is a self-aware mess. Uh, he goes in there and they're just fine. This blood's great. There's uh Vandis is in pain because uh, these prayers around him from that before the blood, before calling up a bloodthirster, mm-hmm. he turned all the ground around him is bubbling with molten brass. People are their body like he's melting the metal around them. They're yeah. they're burning them in their own armor. It's getting crazy, and that's when all of a sudden, boom, he shows up, and he's go and he's like, I have to kill these. Skullbrand is trying to kill Ionis, and it's right. it's working. Yeah. Like he's got him off balance. He's got him in there. He's just this crazy attacking. And what does Ionis do? Ionis just like sticks a finger against him and then just shoots lightning at him. Yeah, just blast it with lightning like the Emperor blasting Mace Windu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just and boom. And it goes through him, steadily him stunning, racking his body with spasms. The Warden of Lost Souls brought his mace around in a wide arc. Striking Threx with the full force on the side and obliterating every bone in his chest. Just Thus fell the him. master of the Red Feast. They just uh, now I don't recall if these two characters were in other stories. I don't think so. But they're supposed to be some of his big names, right? These are well, his... well, they're they're part of the Gortide, right? So the so the Gortide oh, that's right, the is eight. like the selected champions. There's eight members of the Gortide, and they just killed two of them. He just killed two of them, <laughs> and then Kathorak. Uh, or, or yeah, Thorak had enveloped the bloodthirster in a sheet of scouring pale flames, turning him to yeah. a thrashing, burning out. So he just burns the demon just away, roasted him. Yeah, and uh, it was like, oh my god, 
two of Corgus Cool's Gorchos and had been slain in the champion's own domain. So yeah. he would he would have to show up at this point, right? Yeah. That's yeah. that's you would think. This is uh, and once again, and this is at, at the very least what Vandis is hoping. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ionis bore a writ of Sigmar to take any warriors he chose, and the Lord Celestine no longer had the authority to stop him. With a war band of Vandis's most veteran blades in tow, friends who had fought alongside him across the Brimstone Peninsula, the Warden of Lost Souls took his leave with one final warning: he would one day return for Vandis. Yeah. He's picking up the people who have been reforged the most. Yeah, the people who are the most messed up from the reforging process yep. happening. He's too many taking times. them somewhere, and though. nobody knows where they go. They just say when he shows up, he usually turns the tide of battle, and then a bunch of your army disappears with him. Right. And it's like, wait, what? And I'm like, what is? Go- this is fantastic. Yeah. Like I cannot wait. So it's kind of like, is it, what's he doing? Is it like forming like, like kind of like a death company? Kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what's happening with like them? these guys? Yeah, so they, yeah, I don't know. I don't either. But okay, so now let's go back to the party though. He's stopping the Gore Tide mm-hmm. and fighting them. Uh, Neve is with the the group, right? Yeah. They had now traveled into a stretch of blinding mist, which had made difficult made keeping track of the procession difficult. Mm-hmm. A strong sulfuric scent wafted from the sea. The donor's pace slowed further. It increasingly felt like they were wading through mud despite the ground beneath them. Uh-oh. Oh, man. You know it's who's coming. The ether coming. sea. Yep, the ether sea, which I, I like the way they describe this. Yeah. Because the ether sea is another one of those things that I kind of roll my eyes at. <laughs> yeah. Like, I get it. It's the way that they come and ride out all their their fish. They have fish on the water without yeah. them dying. Uh, okay. I get yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, but at last the lost welder core stumbles back into the possession in haunted stupor, hollow eyed and soaked from head to foot in brine. Yeah. Swift streamlined shapes in coral red armor darted forth the free guild, impaling free guilders on hooks and spears. So basically, once again, the Deepkin, who are supposed to be an order group. Yeah, they're supposed to be allies. Attacked a Dawnbringer's crusade because they are soul hungry. Yeah. These guys are um, desperate, actually. So the crusade descends into mayhem. Yet Bale Grimnir and his fire slayers remained calm. Those guys yeah. are not getting fooled. Once again, dwarves, Dwarden are just resistant to magic. Yeah, it's like we, we've seen this story before. Yeah, and they it, know what's isn't happening. That, isn't that one of the boxes? One of the... One of the... No, but it they, says the right two here armies that, in one box. Isn't there an Idonath versus Fire Slayers box? I don't know. I it, there was. Maybe. But it says I heard they heard the Ideneth had seen the aging lodge's downfall as an excuse to reap the Dwarden souls, and the fourth the uh, uh, Fuerthen enclave had ambushed them in an attempted massacre. So these guys are already upset. Like the Fire Slayers mm-hmm. had been attacked apparently by them before. Yeah, and they're not having it. So the Fire Slayers wet their axes with Ideneth blood as soon as the way was clear, eager to taste battle once again. The Black Talons came in as one. The Leviathan shell was sundered yeah. by a twin strike of axe and hammer. Yeah, so, they freaking punked that Leviathan. Yeah, they did, and that Jeez. shouldn't happen. <laughs> Chopped its head off. Uh, the storm summoned from Zenestra's outstretched hand whipped through the last of the Aether Sea's mist, swirling them. So she's Zenestra prays and com- conjures up a storm, which mm. enough wind blowing around basically blew away all the Aether Sea stuff. Yeah. 
They're like, yay. Cheers went up from exhausted Dawnbringers, who able to see clearly now unleashed a storm of bullets on their attackers. Lines of scarlet-clad Ideneth scattered in droves as the Crusades rested the upper hand. And my notes here were, sweet, F those guys. <laughs> yeah. They captured the king. Yeah, the and king. they capped him and forced him to surrender, and now they've, they've, they've made a pact with them. They've made a deal with them. Right. So first thing they're trying to do is, so they're trying to, uh, no one could have expected opposition from Sigmar's own allies. Yeah. And to Zenestra, they openly declared war. And so they needed, they, they, they were going to, basically they're going to be out of the pantheon of order at this point if they don't yeah. come up with something. And so basically they were convinced that the Ideneth, uh would would only come after them the Eidneth wouldn't normally do this. Why are they right. doing this? Right. They were desperate. And he says he openly mocks Sigmar's people as naive. Mm-hmm. The, their leader, Molpir. Yeah, Molpir. Although he had begrudgingly accepted High King Volturnus's desire for peace, he insisted he acted out of necessity, declaring the hour of ruin was at hand. Mm-hmm. And then he confirmed to Neve that the magic that flowed across actually had felt twisted as of late, but none could truly understand. Oh, this is the L- Lorai, who is one of Neve's. She's there's a yeah, yeah. She's, if you she's don't the, know Black Talon, Neve Black Talon has a team now. It's her. Yeah. It's uh, three, I believe. Is it three other? Yeah, three other Stormcast. Three other Stormcast and a deep a Tidecaster. Uh, so she's sitting in her saying that this, this something is weird. Something is not right. The magic is messed up. And, yeah. you know, but they're like, we can't just slaughter everybody. Um, of course, being pigheaded and, uh, you know, an elven leader, you yeah. know, basically, you know, no one's going to tell him anything. Uh, he insisted on a duel of honor, giving him one last chance to fight, basically. And so it was. <sighs> Uh, it basically giving them one last chance to fight for his cause and allowing the Black Titans to exile them is should he lose. So Neve and him fought, and he just she smokes him. Yeah, I mean he didn't give her an easy fight, but no. Yeah, he actually does cut Neve's hand and stuff like that. But as he cuts and expects her to jump back, she doesn't flinch. She just moves in. Yeah, she kind of leans into it. Yeah, yeah, she leans into it and smashed her injured fist into his exposed neck and crushed his windpipe. He drops to his knees. His blade clattered to the floor before Neve's other act cleaved through his collar, blown and into his heart. Yeah, I didn't think she was going to kill him, but she straight up killed nope. that guy. Nope, <laughs> straight up murked him. Yeah, like dang. Uh, but honor was satisfied. Like they, mm-hmm. they, they, he decided a one-on-one fight would decide this as penance for their assault on the Dawnbringers in exchange for their freedom. She tasked them with extinguishing their enemies. So they had to go after the Trogs and any, right. any, any, anybody left any more bloodbound, any Trogs, any Grots, any, anything go kill them. Now, what I thought was interesting was the fire slayers like, we're going to go too. Yeah, some of the fire stars are like, sweet, let's go. Yeah, they're like, we, we got beef with them. We have grudges. We need to go kill them, too. And they're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, okay, now they're, they're the action disasters is the last thing. And I want to finish this because I think... This is the last part in action. This is the, the last next- part in action. We'll, do, we'll finish action. We'll take a break. 
Yeah, this is more like a just a wrap up. Yeah. Oh, that's true. This disasters. is just yeah. This is it's just a wrap up. Yeah. Uh, what did I mark here? Um, the action disasters, as they're calling them, may only be the beginning. So the action disasters were the two places that fell. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I love how this always starts with a little spark. Yeah. The action branch of the Twin Tail Crusade could not have been launched at a worse time. Yeah. While it accomplished the grant, what it did, Zanestra's force have paid a steep price for striking out amid the recent string of disasters. I, the, I, I kind of got like, was like, I kind of forgot, where, like, where are they going? <laughs> I kind of forgot. Right. Well, I don't even know where the destination is. I just know that they're going to a place. Like, well, I think they're going like to the coast. They were going to found a city. Yeah, they were like going to found, the, but we—I yeah. don't know where. Like, I, you know, they might have mentioned a place, but I—I I don't know the I think map they well did. enough. I think they did say where they were going. <laughs> I don't even care. Like, <laughs> they're either going to get there or they're not. When they get there, I'll <laughs> care where they are. Yeah. Uh, Zenestra's forces have paid a steep price for striking out amidst this string of disasters. Uh, the fall of Truce Blake bled the soldiery almost dry, leaving the survivors with the guilt of a dead settlement on their shoulders and herds of Tragus at their feet. To the yeah. north, the gates. The, the fell gates below leak death magic while the heart blood sea behind them swarm. And it's just these, this is just so compelling. And when you read the, the read, the true scope of the dangers. Oh, I, this is the important part. Um, their letters home oh, and yeah. the letters coming to them are being monitored and censored. Yeah. Uh, if the, Dangerous Faming Hammerhall Aksha had been carefully screened from the crusade. They knew their morale might be shattered entirely, or worse, they might desert in order to return to their loved ones. Every mm-hmm. letter, both incoming and outgoing, is read by Whisper Blade operatives and carefully redacted, in some cases even destroyed. Yeah, that's not cool. Zenestra has her people seated th- throughout the army, and if you start talking about stuff, they, they disappear you. Or they punish you. Um, the worst punishment seems to be people who try to desert to go back home uh, because they're worried about what's happening at home. They get caught, and they're the guys who have to carry her her cart. Yeah, and they don't last very long. Days. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, a worrying number of soldiers have been executed for desertion or corruption of a far darker kind. This is... <sighs> but they got a moment... They, you know, last episode, they just got punched in the face repeatedly. Yeah. Um, it's like gave back a little bit this time th- and, and this time instead of all enemies showing up some friends showed up mm-hmm. and, and helped them out but it's you know at least they, you know, they got to a point where it's like okay we can take a break we can rest and that's important like they need a chance to, 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 to gather their strength and, and, and get back together again they need rest and now they're getting it right we're gonna break when we come back we will cover the Gyran half of this and what happens here is fantastic too. <laughs> God, this is so cool. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, we'll be back. Yep. This is Brian Blessed and you're listening to Garish Hammer! We're back. Hey. Now we're back in Gyran. Okay. Yep. Meanwhile, in Gyran, in the shade of the tangled wildwoods, the brave soldiers of the Crusade stood silent as they paid tribute to their fallen hero, Garda Steel Soul. 
The faithful preached that he would yet be reforged. Regardless, his sacrifice during the siege of Fort Gardas allowed a swathe of the population to make their escape. Now the most hail of them lined up before Isilia Thorian, ranking marshal, and each gate. Oh, so here's they're, everybody who survived in that town who is now ran, and now yeah. they're with the crusade. Yeah. Every one of them. He walked around and gave them each the coin. He's like, if yeah. you're with, you're, you're either with us or you're not with us. Yeah. And they all took the coin. Some found it a blessing. Some took it because they didn't have a choice. Right. And some people went back to uh, the city. You know, they're old or... Oh, yeah. yeah, the yeah the old and infirm, they tried to send them back, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, many of the existing crusaders grumbled about how the newcomers insisted on carrying the reliquaries of their fallen home, which slowed them down. But with Gardas's compassion still rooted in their memory, none dared voice such complaints. I kind of like the, how his effect is so different than Zenestra's. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and, and once again, now the Stormcasts have to leave. Yeah. I know. They're, they're the ones, the hallowed knights, the remaining hallowed knights, but they're the ones who took the old people back. Yeah, right. Okay. So they're still there with yeah, their Sylvaneth gonna... allies, and they head out toward the neck. But first, they got to go over the Scabrous Sprawl. Right, which has been in a lot of different... This is stuff. all old... Yeah. This is all... All this place that they're going past is all stuff from the from the Realmgate Wars again. Mm-hmm. Between these wild mists, the friction between fighters old and new and the continuing presence of the Sylvaneth, the Crusades' vanguard was thick with tension. Remember, they don't really trust the Sylvaneth. The Sylvaneth have killed people before well, for I weird mean, when reasons. You got, when you got Dreitcha running around here, yeah. and you, you wouldn't trust the Sylvaneth either. But honestly, the, I mean, let's face it. If you go back even to the world that was, yeah, and they were in, what, what force were they? Lauren? Lauren, yeah. yeah. Athel Lauren. Athel Lauren. Um, Elves who lived there, like in community with the forest, the forest did not like non no. non forest folk. They and did, like they did, ba- they barely tolerated the elves. Exactly, the the, the wood elves would. Yeah. It, like, if you screwed up, you would die. And the yeah. forest is the thing that would kill you. And the forest doesn't care. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way now. They're like, we love stuff that brings life. Humans bring death. They bring fire. They try to cut down wood. I get why the Sylvaneth don't like them, but right. like you're supposed to be our allies. Let's not be maniacs here, you know? Well, they have they had a writ from Alariel. It's like you got to be allies. And they're like, okay. Oh, that guy who showed up. Yes, yes, yes. Is it Tethamir? Tethamir, yeah. Yeah, he he yeah he understood the importance of the alliance between the Everqueen and Sigmar's people, and he yeah bore a writ from Alariel himself that ordered he preserve them. So yeah. many dawners here. The problem is. Dreitcha left, yeah, because well, she, he's like, she, you guys, we we you have to protect them or go Dreitcha's away. Like Dreitcha's like, we're out. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> we're, you know, but and her, but her idea of how she's she is still going to protect them. If there's other oryx or stuff in in her woods, she will kill those things. Yeah. So she's like, oh, you know what? I'll just kill everything that's not us in the woods. That's not them. That'll probably help them. Yeah, I would love to do a cool like Dreitcha and her spite revenant army. <laughs> Just be it could be crazy. Fun. Yeah. Just I just play it just like mercilessly, you know, just like <laughs> And but it is nice here when you get up to about page twenty three, it's nice to see that they're getting along. They are. Because once she's gone and stuff like that, plus we've got the marshal. Yeah. Isilithorian. Uh yeah. it says here yeah, she's, she was uh, born of jade blood. Mm-hmm. She was a product of a union between a druidic mother and an Azerite silly city dweller. So her mother was a, a magic Gyre, user. Gyre. And from Gyra. Yeah. 
Living in the slums of Hammerhall, Gyra, she had ministered to the same sort of hardy folk who now took the coin Malleus, but she also held the Sylvaneth in high regard. Right. Because remember, there's a Sylvaneth enclave in Hammerhall. Right. And so the next time they stopped, she went and made a bargain with him. The artillery under her command would observe the sanctity of the forest when shooting and strive to avoid unnecessary damage, and in return, they would help her to heal the injured. Mm-hmm. And Thorian said, okay. And so he went around healing the wounds of the donors and giving out a bunch of aqua gyranus. Yeah, and they're just using their healing, the sylvaneth. Yeah. They have lots of different ways to heal, so they're... And- Tethamir found he had a greater respect for mortals than before and was grateful to Marshal Thorian for each prayer she made to Ilariel alongside those to her god king. So she's actually praying to Ilariel. She's, mm-hmm. she's, uh, she gets it. She's a part of them. Yeah. She's human, but she considers her, she understands them. She's kind of one of them. It's nice seeing this get along. Yeah. And so they're moving along. Everything's going, seems to be going well. And then the raw-throated wail sounded, and the hills began to slew rock slides into the neighboring forests as the crusade realized their foe was already upon them. Yeah. And this is the War Cry War Band uh, that uh, just came out last week. The Gorger War Band. Oh, first of all, I picked this up. I was telling you during the commercial All these models. They're fantastic. Did you build any yet? I haven't. I'm just looking at the pictures. I haven't had a chance. I picked it up Saturday. I haven't done any yeah. hobby for about a week. I've been really yeah. busy. Yeah. I can't, like, and I have a, a, an, an ogre army. It's Kira's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have it. And uh, these guys are, I mean, these models are so much nicer than the metal gorgers. And yeah. now I, I they're like no a, longer metal. Yeah, I have a couple of the old metal ones. I do too, because I like gorgers. I think they're cool. They never got really good rules. They deserve better rules than they have. Yeah. Because they're pretty good as we talk about it. But let's talk about this battle. Yep. So crazy battle. Their loyal trail hounds for the Wilder Corps picked up the potent scent of boiling meat. Crudely raised banners bearing the tattered flags of defeated foes surrounded a seething mass of ogres who were tearing apart dead bodies. Mm-hmm. mostly mortal cadavers, but there's some Sylvaneth too in there. The ogres cracked open their bark and tipped out the sap into crude black iron cauldrons. Many of them were emaciated, their skin barely stretching across corded moan and bustle, uh, muscle. Despite their starvation, the ogres seemed compelled to feed these maws, tossing everything they stripped from the juicy joints into these ravening holes. Now, there are holes in the ground. Yeah. Kind of like think. a Sarlacc pit-looking thing from Star Wars, <laughs> but <laughs> right. smaller. And they're just throwing meat into it trying to appease yeah so the unbe- gulping god unbeknownst to them the slaughtermaster bulk lumber gulp had taken advantage of king broad's departure towards fort gardas and was now carrying out his obscene ritual in the location the gargan said vacant i'm like what is going on here i have not notice what is happening yeah so, so the place where they are is where um the the forefather of the sons of Bayamet died Right, right, right. They're in. The, they're in. They're in Bayamot's bones. Because yeah, remember, he died there. Skeleton. Yeah. And he might be one of. He might be the largest of all the world titans. It says. Yeah. And like so, in his rib cage, there are people. Just there. Are, there are cities growing yeah, inside there was a, his there bones. Was a, there was. There was a town there at one point. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, but so now the slaughtermasters and butchers were compelled to come together in Gur to hold a gallop. Which is a yeah. ritual feast of gluttony and consumption. Apparently, every few years, all the butchers come together and share recipes and stuff like that, and they get here. <laughs> a little convention. But Bulk wanted to have his gallop in 
where the stomach in the stomach area of yeah. Bayamot. Um, uh, yeah, of Bayamot. And so his magic caused the fecund land to split into gaping mouths known as maw pits. Maw pits. This is kind of interesting. So they cook up pots of all this stuff, and then there's amber magic pouring from the living gullets. The sprawl was responding in kind, spiraling into a feral and predatory dark echo of Gur itself. So this is... This is stuff that's happening. With each piece of meat they consumed, the maw pits mutated and spread. For, so these gaping holes of teeth open up yeah. in the ground, and they're yeah. feeding them. And the more of this stuff, the more magical potion or whatever he's brewing in his cauldron, this slaughter master, yeah. he, as, when he splashes it on the ground, these, these mouths the are opening up. up. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. It's, I mean, I'm like, what is going on? So as the Wilder Corps watched in rapt disgust, there was a hungry rumbling from the ground beneath the frontmost party. Maupit opened up and just ate them. Mm-hmm. And as they fled back to the crusade, the ogres howled in unison, preparing to give chase. The closer they drew toward it, the more the sylvanet clutched at themselves in pain, some even ripping off pieces of their bark as beastly energy from the spall roiled inside them. This is a bit of an interesting thing. Yeah. So they're in Gyran, mm-hmm. but there's all this gurish amber magic all over the place. Which is like fueling everyone. Which is weird, and it's yeah, it's yeah. F- but not only fueling their rage. Mm-hmm. Later on, when you start reading about the gorgers, when we get to that stuff, mm-hmm. there's a whole part that says gorgers can sort of throw their hunger onto people. Yeah, like these guys are eating themselves. It says that the woods start devouring themselves. Right. Um, people start cannibalizing around them the hunger goes out of control and they basically get an ogre frame of mind which is eat mm-hmm. anything that's not right. yourself yeah um favorite box out oh this one you like this one i love the at the very end of it so this is like so this is like like you know meanwhile the, the you know the dawnbringers and the ogres are kind of getting ready to fight and it says to the west of the scabrous scrawl at this pale gorge a long damned river had begun to flow once more. So this is where Kragnos has come through. Oh, that's and, right. Right. And so on the other side of this is where Gobsprack and the rest of the cruel boys are. And they're sort of like you and know, there's water around you know, there. Like, if they break it open, is there water going through it? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Yeah, there's a new like a, the river is going through the, the realm gate. And it says, as, as Kragnos ripped through the collapsed homes and places of commerce, the mouth of Mork took to scouring the caves with his entourage. And within the deepest recesses, he found what he was looking for. Crude glyphs left in the hurry of a mass exodus. Directions for survivors. So this is like the, where the, his kin had like escaped from where they were after being like massacred by the Draconith. They left instructions like how to find the survivors. So what does Gobsrak do? With a wicked laugh, Gobstrak and his lads scraped spears and swords over the messages until all rock was scratched pale with their efforts. After all, Gobstrak was not here to placate Kragnos. He was here to get rid of him. Right. (laughs) So, like, this is what Kragnos has been looking for. Uh Uh-huh. He's literally been looking for this. The directions, you know, to find his lost people, who apparently are out there somewhere. And... Freaking gobsmack finds it, and then just scratches it off, and is like, nothing, nothing, you know what I mean? Just totally. Yep. So he doesn't want to. He just wants to get rid of Kragnos. He's like, we're done with this goof. Like, 
get him out of here. So he's shoved basically. I love that gob of all because it was the cruel boys who were waiting for him. It was the cruel boys yeah. who followed him. And Gobsprack's like, okay, we're following the wrong guy. This yep. guy's an idiot. Yep. <laughs> this guy's an idiot. He is not the voice of Mork. He's not the voice. Of I'm of the voice of Mork. Yeah. Because uh, right? that's what he says he is, right? It's fantastic. He mm. got him to leave and then he closed it off. Okay. No more of this nonsense. <laughs> because it's nonsense. It really is. Everywhere he walks, yeah. there's earthquakes. Come on. Just, I'm so, I, God, I hate this character. So glad they got rid of him. Well, he's not gotten rid of yet, but, you know, they're, yeah. the crew boys are like, yeah, we're done with this guy. So he runs through. Do they follow through to fight with him? Nope. Nope. They're like, he's gone. Thank God. Yeah. And there's another box out later about kind of more about that. Yeah. Uh, so what happens? What's happening is this fight is, oh, God, this fight is so cool. Yeah. Ogres yeah, are coming ogres. in from all over, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the soldiers cannot put up their defensive position. And even through, I mean, they're ogres. You put up your shield, they're yeah. just going to run through it, right? Yeah. And that actually, later, they were, later in, in one of the fights, the fight's getting pretty vicious, Mm-hmm. And the ogre it's just like and she puts her shield up, and the, one of the the head, the butcher like hits it with his butcher it's, knife it's, and just rips it away from her. And, and it wedges in there so bad that he pulls it back and rips it out of her arms and just starts pummeling her with the yeah. shield still connected to the like mm. they're ogres. This is not going to be easy, right? Yeah, right. And then the cavalry pretty much arrives. Yeah. Uh, but so Literally. they're fighting, and I think it's cool. His Noblar servant started about underfoot, carrying bowls of bulk's sacred slop to his favorite fighters. Yeah, and this is cool. They, I like that they're like they're constantly running out potion to feed people mm-hmm. from the maw pot because that's where all that magic comes from. And it's yeah. nice to see. It's like you, you don't just cast your magic in the pot and magically feed. You got to have little grots Noblars. Running this potion out to guys. <laughs> right. Go give Steve seems kind of bleeding. Go give Steve some potion. <laughs> okay. And look yeah. over there. There Bill needs Bill needs a drink. And there's Teresa over there. There's yeah. gotta be female ogres. Sure. Teresa over there needs some potion. And they're running it out. I can just picturing Noblars running with this bowl through the battle, <laughs> trying not to spill it all. I get, to get it to on. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's just I think that's interesting. Marshall Thorian is fighting and the, I mean she was knocked to the ground and being bludgeoned with her own stuck shield. Then you hear a horn. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. This is so good. I love when the Sylvaneth Sylvaneth work with Sigmar's people because Mm -hmm. together, it's amazing when they work together. Mm -hmm. So the horn comes, and the butcher's raised hand is ensnared by vines that shot from the moss behind him. Mm-hmm. And then he keeps fighting, ripping, trying to rip free all the like all these plant vines are grabbing him and holding him. Still, and he finally, he finally ripping free with one last Titanic effort, only to have Marshall Thorian's blade go sleek, clear, clean through his eye. Yeah, she like gets up, just stabs him. The trees start moving out of the way, mm-hmm. uh, and then so opening up the lines of fire for the free guild. Yeah, and a Carnelian Great Spite, which is one of these new giant beetle models. Yeah. Uh, comes in, and there's a Kurnoth hunter bigger than any she had seen. He was clad in a mantle of spring buds, 
and uh, bore a magnificent bone horn in hand. I, I read this. I was like, Kurnos? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, isn't Kurnos, he's Orion for all intents and purposes, uh, yes. right? Yeah. Well, not Ex- this guy. Well, no, no, but this guy isn't, but he is like the, yeah. the first. The f- he's the avatar. Yeah, which I'm le- thinking, so is this going to be the new Orion? Because he sure looks like him, except a tree version of it. Yeah. And so is he, uh, is that well, what? Well, this guy, this, this guy is not, well, they, they mention it later. Kurnoth is a dude, right? Right. Kurnoth and Orion are the same guy. Yes. And so Kurnoth first... got Kurnoth got killed like real early on. Right. That was by, by, by Horticulus. Wasn't that when they were when when they were trying to get? Was that when they were trying to get Alarial's soul pod? Some, where it needed to be, or was that somewhere around that? there? Yeah. yeah, somewhere around there. Like he like it was like during like the winter, and he wasn't very powerful yeah. and. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so he comes in. The trees that had been consuming themselves, driven mad by the gastromantic rituals, ceased their cannibalism to turn upon their desecrators. I love when these guys work together, right? Yeah. Yep. So now they're they're moving in, and the horns are going. And someone else, one of the other guys, is one of those the silver the guy with the flute, that really cool new model, Tethamir. That's right, Tethamir. Yeah, he's playing the the. So he's playing. The war song revenant. Belthenos, yeah, that's it. Belthenos horn is playing the Tethamir song. Uh, now, they're going to turn the tide here. Mm-hmm. It's cool to listen to the fighting happen and all the things that the. the this made me want to play Sylvaneth reading this. <laughs> and I have never played Sylvaneth. I haven't bought any Sylvaneth models. I sold off all my old Wood Elf stuff and that type of stuff. Yeah. This this is what g- good lore does because I'm like, yeah. oh, this sounds now so cool. Now everything kind of moves, right? Like the trees start moving to allow the guys to shoot and stuff. It says what well, the appearance of explosive rep- weaponry. So now because the trees are moving b- because of what Tethamir's deal with them and stuff, he's actually moving some of the trees that are like giving them a nice clean shot at the ogres without yeah. having them to worry about the trees. Now with that happening, some of the accompanying Sylvaneths shied away from the front lines. They didn't want to get shot. Right. Many elected to remain on the fringes, wanting to ensure that Marshal Thorian kept the promise she struck with Tethamir. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Okay, we made a deal. We moved stuff. You can start shooting them. You can start shooting the trees and start messing things up. We're going to take you out. That's how it feels to me. They're waiting yeah. to ensure that... The Warsong Revenant and his Viridian warriors had decided to put their trust in the mortal soldiers, reshaping the trees to clear the fire lines lanes in the belief that the soldiers would honor their bargain and avoid the wanton destruction their firepower now afforded them. I love this. I feel yeah. like this could be an important moment. Mm-hmm. I feel like Thorian trusting them and saying, okay, I, tr- I would love to see the relationship between the Dawnbringer Crusades and Hammerhall Gyra become better with the Sylvaneth and it feels yeah. like this is an impo- he chose to trust them and they are his his faith in them is is being rewarded. Yeah, super cool. Um also apparently with the music going and the magic bursting uh we all know that Marshall Thorian says her jade blood heritage and instilled a deep respect yeah. for the creatures yeah, of life within her. Right, she starts casting magic. Yeah. Parting the trees granted their foe a different kind of advantage, though. Now with more clear ground than ever before, Bulk's throaty chants intensified. His gluttonous disciple ladled a great spoon of slop from the maw pot and flung it in an arc around them, marinating the oncoming free guild attackers. (laughs) They they 
so now the people who are fighting are just having stew thrown at them. Yeah, just covered in slop. And the earth softened into fatty slivers and broke apart. Three new maw pits opened up to glut themselves on the seasoned human meat. God. With gritted teeth and bloodied blade, Marshal Thorian gathered her finest men and wove through the treacherous maws towards Gollop's orchestrator. They know they've got to get to the they got to get the guy who's doing the spell. Yeah. And, like, and I wrote down, a, I wrote, a, I took a highlight that I wrote down, a, here we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, many soldiers were kind of shoved into the maw pits, right? Yeah. Like they were, they weren't even necessarily trying to kill them. They would kill them, but basically just get them into the maw pits. Yeah. Uh, but Marshal Thorin carried on, ignoring the aching bones and the injuries. She stared up in horror at this guy. He's got his knife and hook were fused to his bloated arm stumps in lieu of hands. She just goes straight up to this guy. Yeah. And just like, let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Just Uh, throws down down with this dude. Before he could brew up another maw. Conjuring maw conjuring ritual, she summoned grasping vides to topple his cauldron. Yeah. So, dude, first of all, suddenly she's casting magic, which she seems more surprised than we are. Right. <laughs> then she tips his cauldron, and now he turns around enraged. Like, you just knocked, oh, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. That's the most sacred thing to these guys. So now he's ready to, he's got his two knife and butcher knife stumps coming at her. Mm-hmm. Channeling the magic she was only now rediscovering, she uttered a spell of vitality. So, the spell of vitality, the wind is helping push her arm. Yeah, it's like speeding up her blow. And she cuts his gust. leg, and he slowed down, but he didn't topple because he's a big beast. Yeah. Uh, Belthanos' horn is still going. The packs of Kernathai surged through. Pouring jade magic into their hunting weapons, they slice through the fleshy pits, causing them... So they're just cutting the maw pits. They're they're attacking the maw pits, yeah. Just slicing them up, and they're starting to burn and fall apart. Lumbergulp gave an almighty howl. The barbed legs of Belthanos' glowing mount kicked and raked down his back. The first thorn of Kurnoff leapt from the Carnelian Great Spite to land behind the Slaughtermaster and join Marshal Thorian in the fray. So they've got him, like, boxed in now. Yeah, and her magic is still going. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, getting more and more is happening. Uh, and to her amazement, as much as bulks, she sent roots shooting from the ground to tear at his ankles. Uh, Belthanos, his glaive cut through the ogre's gore-stained apron and carved open his skin before Bulk finally managed to lodge his hook in the Huntmaster's arm. Now, here's Bulk thinking he's got him, right? Mm-hmm. He's got that hook that he, 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 he doesn't have hands. Right. They cut off his hands he probably cut off his own hands yeah and then they and then <laughs> they and then they jammed a butcher knife and a hook into yeah. each of them respectively yeah and so he swings and hits him in the shoulder with this hook thinking he's got him not really paying attention to the fact that the guy's made of wood <laughs> and it just gets wedged in there yeah he just like smiles at him and he's he smiled like, at by a tree spirit he's like okay yeah, and the tree spirit looks at him because it's like, now it's stuck. Now you can't get away from me. Mm-hmm. And the first corn of thir- thorn of Kurnoth raised his glaive to the sky, and the last of the surviving ogres shied away from their master's killer. Yeah, he basically, once that goes in, he kills him. Yeah. Uh, he, th- he, he sticks him in the shoulder. Now he can't get away. Standing right there, this guy just just runs him through with his sword just right through his guts. Multi- multiple times. Yeah. Just stabs and stabs him and stabs him and stabs him again and again. Yeah. It's like totally messes up. And then the rest of them start to run away. And yeah. you're thinking, oh, good job. And then he 
but then as everyone is starting to celebrate, Belthanos raised a single gnarled hand in warning. Oh my god. The ceaseless beat that had so loudly accompanied bulk ritual still echoed and it was growing louder. Of course you know who's coming now. Yes. What what sort of rhythmic stomping is going to shake <laughs> all the ground? Yes. Blargy blarg. Okay. <laughs> There's a huge page here that we don't have time to read all of it, but this is the Council of Life. Chris, yeah. why don't you sum this one up for the listeners? So the Council of Life apparently is this, I don't know, this conference, this sort of a summit between these... Well, Alarial's in it? Uh, yeah, Alarial, Crondies. Crondies? Uh, 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 his The uh, other one, his, too. His, What's his the brother, Karazai. Yeah, Karazai. Karazai. And Lord Croak. And basically, they're like, listen, she's like, we need to deal with Kragnos. Yeah, this is like, how do we get rid of Kragnos meeting? And the the drag, basically, the dragons were like, uh, this is your problem. Yeah, right. You, you, you woke him up, this. and she's like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. She's like, my spell might have loosened up the cage, but this yeah. is still, you guys, you guys didn't kill him in the first place. Right. You guys, you guys killed his, you know, all of his, you know. His kin, well, that and was family. That was actually later, though, wasn't it? Or did, didn't they kill? Weren't there some left after they put him in that stasis uh, field? I, I don't, don't know. know. It Maybe. doesn't really matter. The point right. is, but y'all are to blame for this, not yeah. just me. Yeah. yeah, we all share responsibility in taking care of Kragnos, and then they agreed. And there's a plan. Yeah. And what's interesting is you get this bit where you know we know Krondus and Kazari don't get along. Right. Krondus is the one who's more beaten up. He's uh, much more vicious. Karazai. Oh, that's Karazai, right. Karazai the scarred. Right. And then Krondus is 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 not as scarred. Uh, he gets along better with others, plays well with others, casts yeah. a lot of magic. Yep. Um, they don't speak. No. And Alariel sees. When, uh, first of all, I love when Lord Croak comes up and just pushes thoughts into her mind and lets her see what's <laughs> right. going on. Yeah, including grabbing her and astral projecting her up into the air with him, basically <laughs> pulling her own spirit out of her, astral projecting so she could see what's going on and where Kragnos is and what's happening at the moment, right? Which then, is fantastic. So, so there's like, so ba- so there's like a couple of different parts to this, right? So that, so they're like, so basically their plan. They come up with their plan. Frondis right. is gonna like attack. It looks uh, like Kazarai, but it looks like Kazarai because Kazarai has already been flying around and doing stuff. Well, I think they could think their plan is that Krondis is going to go attack Kron, uh, Kragnos. Well, we don't know gonna, that yet gonna... because it's not Krondis who attacks Kragnos. It's Kazarai, the Scarred. Mm-hmm. He's the Scarred, right? Karazai yeah. is the Scarred. But... Oh, okay, no, Karazai is. I get, I get them confused. The yeah. red one. The, yeah, he's he's the one who's at the end. Yeah, Sorry, he's so the Krondis one... is the one that goes and attacks him and baits him. And get, tries to get him, Kragnos, to chase him. Because they want to get him to a certain spot. Wait a minute. And then Did I get this backwards? Their, then they're going to spring their trap. Wait a minute. Did I get this backwards? Yes. <laughs> Karazai. Wait. No. Okay. Which one? Karazai is which one? The red one or the blue one? Karazai is the scarred. He's the red one. He's the red one. Okay. So he's waiting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Uh okay so uh, now I know what's happening all right so yep. so but so they, that's their plan they're gonna but and then so they leave their plan the, the I big, really seemed to me like the red guy was gonna die like he was the one who was bitter he's the fighter he's yeah. the one he, it seems like he's gonna go out after yeah. um after Kragnos mm-hmm. 
So the, so yeah, so the two big dragons leave, and then Croak goes to Alariel and is like, you need to see what's up. Oh, and by the way, like I have some news for you. She's like, well, what's going on? And then he like whisks her off to the spirit realm, right? And she, oh, right. And, and and it's just like I love this. It's like so as the vision melted away, and Alariel found herself back in her own body once more, blinking in days. Hope budded in her chest as if pushing through winter frost. She dared not speak. As the gaggle of skinks gazed up at her with unblinking eyes, she realized that the message Croak had imparted was clear. No matter how many centuries it takes, Kernoth is not lost to you. That is really <laughs> cool. <laughs> yes. Because she even said she can't wake him up. Like right. She's been trying. He's like, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. He's going to be here. Like, I can't wait oh for him to come goodness. back. What's that going to be like? It's going to be, well, uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to get to it later, <laughs> but if uh, if Belthanos is any clue, he's going to be brutal, because Belthanos is... Oh, Belthanos is a freaking maniac. That war scroll is crazy. This war scroll is great. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? You know what I like best about it? It's short. Yeah, he's got a couple of attacks. He's got a couple of special rules, but it all works. It's not. I mean, for a major character, we've seen full pages of text for their yeah. war scrolls. It's this the effect is he not, has on the rest of his army. It's, it's like exactly, what? exactly. Yeah. There's nothing fancy about it. He's got really powerful attacks, mm-hmm. and he boosts the army, and that's right. it. There's nothing fancy about it. Right. It's simple, straightforward, and awesome. Yeah, and the model is amazing. So, uh, where do we get to? Oh, okay, here's where... Now, Alerio's planning on this, and the earthquake god's running. Would Kragnos succumb to the Council of Life? And more importantly, would there be enough of the crusade left? So, here comes some uh, cruel boys and Kragnos. Not our friend, Godfrey. <laughs> nope. He's done with this nonsense. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, yeah. Kragnos comes rushing in. Um, he's smashing things. The cruel boys bolt stuck fast in the groups of fighters that have been trailing behind, and an almighty crack reverberated through the forest as Kragnos burst straight through the ancient collarbone. So, once again, <laughs> breaking the bones of Bayamot. Yeah. Which should automatically earn him uh, eternal enmity of King Brod and all of the Gargants, the Mega Gargants. Right. They should yeah. all be coming after Kragnos because everybody should come after Kragnos because he's dumb. <laughs> Desecrates Bayamot's bones. Yes, he does. Uh, Doesn't care. So it says a cacophony of distant roars rang out as Gyran skies were painted cinnabar. I don't know what cinnabar is. With plumes of fire. So Kragnos kicked away the soldiers surrounding him mm-hmm. and looked up and he sees it's Krondus. Mm-hmm. And Krondus is the what? He's the big he's the blue one. The he's blue the magic. One. Okay. He's the magic y one. Right. So he comes down and they're fighting. And Kragnos yeah. is gonna fight him. Now what he is doing, Kragnos is just fighting like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Like just wild, not not fighting smart, fighting wild. Krondus has to go and back up into the sky where he can't. Yeah, meanwhile, get everyone's shooting Kragnos too. They're just blasting him with everything they got. Oh yeah, they are shooting him. They're um, hurting him. They're hurting him. Well, uh, those ones who, but they're also fighting off what uh, cruel boys are there too. Yes, they they are. Yeah, but so he's got to get him to follow though. Yeah, because the plan is. 
to get make him change. So uh, Kragnos is fighting. Uh, he's got to pull back. Kragnos is really you don't want to get hit by that. Nope. So he pulls back to try to make him chase him. Kragnos, however, mm. is that if you don't want to fight fair, you don't want to come down and fight me. Fine. He just turns around and goes back to killing humans. Yeah. He starts kicking and punching the rib cage, and he's collapsing this giant rib cage of the biggest of the world titans onto the humans. Right. They're which is great. To, yeah. It's like, Run oh, you want to cover the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. I love how he's playing games, trying to get it, like staying out of his reach, trying to go back. He's like, look, if you're not going to fight me, I'll just kill all these people. You know, the ones that you seem to like. Yeah. And now Krondus is in trouble. Yes, now he's got to go down there and try to fight him. Yeah, and and honestly, he flies down there. And what happens? Kragnos grabs him by the throat. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, he and, and what happens? Cra- uh, you know, Kronos uh, comes in a dive and starts throwing magic and, st- and fire at him. He just puts up his shield and batters yeah. him away, and then grabs him by the throat. He's gonna get him. Kronos began to crush Kronos's windpipe. His bloodied face splitting in a grin of battle ecstasy. Yikes. <laughs> However, that's when all the cannons start. They basically the humans shoot everything they have at him. Yeah, the cruel boys come up trying to stop them, but they did enough to distract him. Maybe make him sidestep a bit. Whatever happens, he can't hundred percent concentrate. Yep. Yeah. And then Krondus rips himself away from him and just starts to fly away. Right. Uh, dude, he had him by the throat. He almost killed him. Yeah. So and, what does Kragnos do? He runs after him. <laughs> and this is great because before trying to sneakily get him to run, it didn't work. But when Kragnos had him dead to rights, mm-hmm. and then he gets a, just enough of a distraction from all the shooting where yeah. he loses his grip and the thing starts to run, he's like, oh, no, you're dead. And mm-hmm. he chases him, which is exactly what they wanted. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is the end this next box out is the end of the book. This is it. Yeah. Uh, I was like, come on, what? So yeah. Karazai is listening and waiting on the top of a mountain. Mm-hmm. And he's watching this little pebble, and the pebble starts to bounce, and the pebble starts yeah. to shake, and he yeah. knows this is it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says something about the hour is nigh. Mm-hmm. Uh, though the ancient Draconoth tongue was but a growl, it reverberated through the valley's entirety, and every Seraphon changed their stance to match him in unconscious unison. I love that the Seraphon and them are and and the dragons are so in unison. Yeah. Okay. So the pebbles are hopping. He's sitting there, and overhead, Karazai just goes boom, flying by. Yeah, Krondis. Or Krondis passes overhead. Karazai sees him, but for a moment. There was sadness there, he noticed. A gleam of words unspoken and tears unshed. So you're yeah. sitting there, I'm reading, like, okay, he went in to fight him and was like, oh, really? That's the... the why plan is he was, this, was, this was the plan. Yeah, this was the plan. Gondis was to lead Kragno, or Kragnos to Karazai. Karazai's going to fight him to the death, basically. Yeah, and you just look in these two brothers, and he's like, he knows his brother. This might be a total Volcatrix and Grimnir sitch. Mm-hmm. where they kill each other. And it's just seeing his brother fly overhead and just looking at him just for that minute because they did not look at or talk to each other, really, right. uh, during the last meeting. There's still this bitterness between fans. And this is sad. And it's not just sad because they're dragon brothers. It's just sad in general. I had mm-hmm. a relative of my own, a very close relative that I didn't speak to for like six years. Yeah. And... uh w- 
it was it was not cool. All right. And there was a lot of grudges happening. And then literally last Christmas, um, we had all gotten together and for the sake of my old man, just kind of put it all aside and started chit-chatting. And the chit-chatting turned into just talking and then, you know, basically we're just being nice. not just That's, nice. Not, That's good. Not being civil, but actually being nice. And then my dad mm-hmm. called and was like on the phone and almost in tears, just so happy that we were all talking, family was talking again. And that sort of, it was like, okay, well, we'll give this another shot. And I'm glad yeah. we did. And because yeah, this good. type of, and my story, I mean, I only even mention it because when I read this and I saw these two brothers mm-hmm. and all this baggage between them. Yeah. And as they're planning this last huge fight, something to stop Kragnos, I'm guessing, here's my guess, because they don't say what actually happens here. No, but they let don't. me get to my guess in just a moment, okay? Mm-hmm. So this fight, he flies overhead. You, like I said, the gleam of words unspoken and tears unshed. They should have had a chance at a reunion, and it looks like they're not going to get one. And right. that makes me sad. The scarred prince felt a smile tug at his bottle-marked face for the first time in many centuries. It was a terrible, bloody grin full of promise. With the speed of crashing lightning, his brother was gone. Karazai turned to the entrance of the valley, where a monstrous silhouette now stood, surrounded by whooping greenskins upon snorting, swamp-slicked steeds. With one final great roar, Karazai launched himself from the rock and charged. Yeah. They're going to put him in stasis, is my guess, because they don't know that they oh. can kill him. And, and they're going to put both of them in stasis? Yeah. You hold him still while mm-hmm. we get him in stasis. The problem mm-hmm. is you have to go in, too, because we can't yeah. separate it. And he's sacrificing himself in eternal stasis. Much yeah. This reminds me much of the sacrifice of the elves when they created the vortex that dragged all the magic yeah, yeah, sure. out of the world it was. Yeah. It's the same type of thing. It's like interesting. Yeah. that's what I think is going to happen. Uh, and I think because they, they're not going to kill these characters. First That's of all, true. they just introduced them. Second of all, they're not going to kill them. They've got some sort of plans. But as we've discussed, in my humble opinion, you created a character that has nowhere to go. Right. Yeah, they wrote, they wrote themselves into a corner with old Kragnos. So let's let's lock him back up for now. Yeah, but then that lot. I think that's what's going to happen. I really think they're going to stasis them both, and this guy who's old and tired and bitter is now mm. going to have to be locked up for eternity. Of course, I don't think Kragnos. Kragnos never like there was no thought in there. Like it was like true stasis. It wasn't like he was stuck dreaming and, and aware of himself for yeah he was of years. yeah he was completely completely yeah. out. so it's it's not it is definitely not a demolition man sitch you're not dreaming in your stasis you are in right. stasis which is good yeah. more of a white dwarf uh, red dwarf sitch yeah. there so uh, and then we get the recap again yeah then there's another recap and uh, i really like though there's parts of this and... that it feels like we're getting set up for more stories yeah. You know, after being, you know, they're talking about Alario's realm of life and the sprawl, how the sprawl went under a revival. Mm-hmm. Uh, some now claim the scabber sprawl embodies the will of Gairan itself, picking up and putting down adventures according to its whims and ensuring no one can truly uncover the sprawl's true nature. There's yeah. a lot of story potential here and right. even more after that. But this is. Wow. It's like. Yeah, Pretty cool. And the rest of it is just kind of like some stories about, you know, Ionis and First Thorn of Kerno, the Black Talons, some more background. Yeah, we're going to get some. And we'll talk about them as we get into their, before we get into their war scrolls and mix some of this mm-hmm. stuff in. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I got to say, though, uh, 
I really like where this is going. I yeah. really do. I'm having yeah. a ton of fun. Yeah, and they kind of like uh, they sort of they sort of foreshadowed some soul blight stuff. Possibly. I think so. Uh, okay. All right, but let's okay. We got a couple of minutes before our break. I just I the Ionis Kip Cripborn thing. I love him as a. I always mm-hmm. liked his character. Yeah. Now he's got this. So here, uh, dark rumors hold that when the Warden of Lost Souls departs after a battle, those Stormcast who have fallen too many times, whose reforgings have left them distant and hollow of eye, always vanish with him. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always had a deep. He was Ianid Vendensed. Vendensed yeah. isn't the aren't those the hunters? Yes. He's related to them? What are yes. the odds that they have the same? I mean, I, granted, yeah. you know, there's not a ton of white text, but I know there's other white text, right? I'm mm-hmm. not, and not every white text is going to be related to me. But no, what I are the odds assume, in this world yeah. that they're going to literally name him after those characters? I, I would assume that they're related, yes. Yeah. So uh, when the ancient, this ancient kingdom in Shias dared to rebel against Nagash, so they're kind of giving his uh, insurrection, seeing him reforged as the fir- first Lord Relictor of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. So he was picked up because he was like, no, no, to Nagash. Yeah. Uh, he allied with Gore Queen Valkyrie the Bloody in order to take down forces of Nurgle. Oh, that's right, because he does stuff. He's, you know, yeah. he is a, he is a practical he's like an, warrior. He's like, an, he's like an inquisitor in 40K who will just kind of do anything it takes. Yeah. He you know? worked with Valkyrie the Bloody because it's easier to, she'll, we've got to stop Nurgle. You're fighting him too. I'll work with you. The enemy mm-hmm. of my enemy, you know? Yeah. Uh, it says that, the, okay, his friendship with Vandis is strained. It was while searching in vain for a cure in the depths of Shyish that he met Kathorak, a ragged draconith once kept safe by the Seraphon, but now prematurely aged after years spent too close to the Shyish nadir. The Drake wished not only to find the location of his race's underworld, that's sad. Mm. I want to find where all my dragons go when they're dead so I can go right. and know where they are. Lost after their era-spanning slumber, but also to learn to f- how to free it from Nagash's grip. The two That's seek- awesome. The two seek a way to protect the souls of their friends. This is cool. Yeah. Freeing up the Shyish, the underworld of dragons? Mm. Oh, my think God. Na- think Nagash will let it go easily? You know what? You got Iona's Cripborn. You've got all of the... the now, the reef- the people who have been reforged too many times... Yeah, would be cool to see a chamber open with Ionis Cripborn leading the Ultra Forged. Yeah, some new something they did to bring them, and they're riding all on dead, dra- <laughs> death, oh, dra- you know, death uh, magic dragon. That would be so rad. But I hear cool. this last part. I have okay. After several lifetimes in Sigmar's service, Ionis has been called by the God King to a higher purpose. This is important. Mm-hmm. He serves as his champion across every realm, reinforcing storm hosts that have been repeatedly ground down and helping to guide their diminishing souls back towards the path of light. However, once a protracted campaign is fully shepherded to its end, he gathers up those storm clasps barely clinging to their humanity and leads them away into the darkness. His ultimate goal remains hidden from all but Sigmar himself. I, okay. <sighs> I know. Dude. Yeah. Like, what's up? I can't wait for the new edition of this game to come out because I want to see what's happening with this. Like the story's moving forward and I can, I mean, there's, there are so many threads they're dropping here that are going to start to play out in the next edition of the game. Yeah. This is definitely one of them. It's bananas. It's absolutely bananas. Now we still have to talk about, uh, the first thorn, Belthanos, the black talons. We know most of the black talons. Yeah. And, uh, 
and then there's some letters going home that are sort of wrapping up the story. Mm-hmm. And we'll do that when we come back. And actually, that those last few bits of wrapping up the story, and then we will jump into the rules. Now, yeah. let let's let me preview this a bit. We have four new armies of renown: the Evergreen Hunt, mm-hmm. just Bell Thanos and his boys. Bell Thanos, and but what's interesting is I love how they split this up. Uh, it's Bell Thanos, and if you want to do this army, Arch Revenants. Kurnoth Hunters, Revenant Seekers, and Spite Rider Lancers. That's it. So yeah. you've got only certain parts of the army that you can take, and it's going to keep in this theme. Uh, this is a pretty cool army. The mm-hmm. Draconith Skywing is... Uh, it must have the Stormcast Eternals keyword and the Draconith keyword. So if you're going to play Iona's Cryptborn's army, um, it's all dragon army. Which yeah. is cool. Yeah, the, they become battle line. Yes, they Krondis, become battle line. Karazai, and Stormdrake Guard units have two models, have the battle line. How does the Krondis or the Karazai unit have two models? Well, it's a, so Krondis, Karazai, and, and Stormrider Storm Guard, Guard units. units that have two models. Right. Stormdrake so Guard units can have two models. Can Krondis right. and Karazai? That's what no. I don't know. I don't no. have the book in front of me. No. They're, yeah, they're units they're, of one. Yeah, so they're, but they're battle. They would be Crondy's battle line in this army. Oh wait, wait. Okay, I'm sorry, I misread it. Oh my goodness, the English teacher forgot his grammar rules. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's Crondis mm-hmm. slash Karazai yep. slash dragon units of two. Yes. So it's okay. I misread that completely. I was sitting there all morning. I'm like, I gotta ask Chris because I don't understand this. <laughs> yeah, because English, which I teach, apparently I'm not very good at. <laughs> Okay, so Iona's Cryptborn in that. Then you've got the Black Talons. They're just a regiment of renown. That's not an army. The, you can't take them in Stormcast Army. Boo-hoo. But, I mean, I mean, you can, but not as this regiment. Oh, I guess so. See what I'm saying? It can't be yeah, this yeah. regiment. With the, well, maybe you can't then, because are they listed? Uh, they're not listed in the Stormcast book yet as something you could take. So maybe yeah. you can oh, still, if it's a regular army, it can only be Neve. Maybe, maybe. is my guess. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. All right. So then we get to the Gorger. Uh, this is, it has to be Ogre Maw Tribes, Gutbusters, or Gorgers keyword. That's mm-hmm. it. Heroes, if they're not unique. Right. So basically, you're going to have a lot of Gutbusters, Gorgers, and uh, Butchers. Yeah. That army looks cool, and I have enough stuff now that I may, I may give that one a whirl. Mm-hmm. Then you get the Vulcan Flame Seekers, which Who is, are these guys? Uh these are well. They're the guys that we just talked about. There's some I of the. I know, but are these models out? Uh, yes, they came out yesterday or Saturday. They did. This is it's a Warcry Warband. Oh, it is. It's nine models for a Warcry Warband that you can take How in your I army. I know about this. I didn't either. I was standing <laughs> there. I walked into Grognards and said, "Wait a minute, is that the Gorger slash Cities of Sigmar, a Warcry dual kit?" And it comes with a mop, the Maw Pit too. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I need this. I want those gorgers. And then I looked over and saw the cruel boys. And I'm like, ugh, I didn't want this, but Why I do need I my cruel boys. Things? And right next to it was these guys. What? Yeah. It, they were, I mean, they were at Grognards. I heard nothing about this. I didn't know it. Now, Are they on the website? This one, well, no, because it's not for sale. Well, as of today, when this episode drops, it will be. This oh. is, oh, no, it has to be on the website because it was already for sale. What they the hell am I talking sale. about? I don't see them on the website. <laughs> Did you type in? 
I looked at. I'm looking at war bands. Well, war cry. Did you war type bands. in Vulcan Flame Seekers? No. V u l k y n. Try that. Well, either way, because we're going to go to commercial. I just want to point out this one, and going back to the problem of the Fire Slayers. Which what's their number one problem, there Chris? They, uh, they don't have enough war scrolls. So. Every other army we've talked about, you can only take these war scrolls. Like if you're going to be in the 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 Stormcast one, it's got to be dragons. If you're with the Gorgers, it's got to be non-unique heroes, Gorgers and gut gut busters or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this is every unit in your army must have the flyer fire slayers keyword, and unique units can only be included if they have the Lofnir keyword. So basically, if you want to play this army, you have to have the Lofnir dudes in it, and anybody else, because there's just not enough units to that we can actually... There's <laughs> so few, we can't limit you. <laughs> yeah. So that's what their army's going to be. They're all pretty cool. We're going to talk about all of them in the next uh, segment or next two segments, depending on how long this goes, but it is defo time for a break, yeah. and so we are going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. Okay, we're back. Hello, Radio Land. How are you? (laughs) Hey. All right, so Chris and I were discussing this, and there's a few more things before the rules. We're going to talk about Belthanos, the new character who's the first thorn Mm -hmm. of Kurnoth, uh, because he does have some cool stuff in this backstory, and he's new. Uh, Some of the other stuff we're going to let you guys read yourself, because it's cool stuff, but it's a lot of it's recappy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's one story here from a unit that's completely not having anything to do with the with the Twin Tail Crusade, but it's basically just they were in a lot of trouble, and then Iona's Cryptborn showed up and saved the day, and then took a bunch of their guys, and they they left, right? And they can't find them, and they're going to keep looking for them. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what is it? The Gyran Crusade, like their long thing, is sending a letter home saying that. They've been they've been going through these places, but they haven't found any danger lately. There's just yeah. empty places with the Summer King stuff written on it, and they're actually right. they're hoping the Summer King is an ally. And we're all like, "Oh, <laughs> he ain't." No, 
So, but let's talk about Belthanos. Uh, now, Games Workshop was nice enough to send us the model. Uh, have you built that yet? I have not. Oh, dude, you! I was kind of hoping you had because I know I've just been busy on other projects. This thing, though, ugh. Yeah, uh, cool. Okay, this is another. This made me. This kind of makes me, and I haven't really had a desire to play a Sylvaneth army. Yeah, but just this the nostalgia for this you know not quite orion it's not quite orion well and kurnoth is the first thorn of kurnoth and it's well, basically there's it's a giant kurnoth hunter he's bigger than the other guys uh-huh on he's a like much bigger beetle up, yeah he's like standing up he looks it looks kind of like a uh, the beetle kind of reminds me of one of the uh, the bugs from starship troopers a little bit <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I kind of I saw it too. I don't disagree, but so Kurnoth was the was the Kurnoth, fo- was the god. Yeah. Kurnoth is the the hunt, the huntsman, right? God of so, the hunt. So basically, he's the he's not Orion, but he's Orion. Not Orion. I mean, he's not he's, Orion. He's a, he's like he's like a he's like a an avatar of Kurnoth. No, no, Belthanos is an avatar of Kurnoth. What I'm saying, Kurnoth mm-hmm. is basically. The mortal realms version of Orion, except, I, for, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think there they're is very still, similar. I think there is still Orion. Is there? We've yeah. not heard word one of well, him. He, well, he's. I mean, I think what their version of Orion is the guy who got killed by uh, Horticulus Slimax. That wasn't Kurnoth. It's kind of. I think that's the same dude. I think it's. Yeah, right. I think Kurnoth, Kurnoth, yeah, the guy that this right. is the will of is basically sort of Orion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Orion becomes Kurnoth. Now, it says something in here. Okay, wait. Uh, the day that Kurnoth, oh, yeah, Horticulus Slimus killed him mm-hmm. during the Age of Chaos, Chaos, Alario plunged into despair after his spear was returned to her. Yeah. Uh, it is thought the day that Kurnoth fell, a great bolt of jade fire scorched a tree at the very heart of his continent of Kurnothil. Yeah. Causing the first thorn of Kurnoth to come into being, legends tell of Belthanos emerging from the tree fully formed, carrying with him the remnants of his master's will. Yeah, uh, I love how it says that despite being the champion of a different god, mm-hmm. he does what Alariel says. Yeah, um, he bends environments to his will with a gesture, flushing his quarry from the trees. Like he's this is just it's a riot. But I mean, okay. But yeah. I mean, Orion was a god. Kurnoth was a god. This guy, not a god, but a but a. I mean, I don't think of him. But God, I mean, even his pose, everything makes him it's look the same like, yeah. pose. Yeah, it's literally the same pose as Orion. Yeah, which makes me think, like I said, and I mean, I don't think any of us disagreed. I mean, we all wanted the Orion model, and then they told us a Kurnoth, but then Kurnoth died. There was never a Kurnoth model, was there? No, no. no. And so we got Kurnoth, who is the version of Orion, but then. Yeah. He never got playtime. He got gacked. I guess so. And or his, but but according to the story, well, because he's so maybe, not so, been gacked. Right, right. So so the old version of Kurnoth is Kurnuos. That's the old world version. Oh, K-U-R-N-O-U-S. really? U R N O U S. Yeah, it's a different spelling. Oh, okay. And this is now Kurnoth. It's slightly different. Okay, this is a part of the lore that I don't remember. Yeah. But I didn't do a lot of this stuff with Orion. So then right. who was Orion? Orion was the avatar of 
he was he was the because I remember he would come out of Kernuos. Oh, the he... living avatar of Kernuos was Orion, and he was oh. born every year. That's so right. I remember I mean, he was born yeah. new in the spring, and he would go on the mm-hmm. hunt, and in the fall he would die because he right. was yep. literally yep. So, an avatar of the forest god. Yeah. So stuff. the so the wood the wood elves would offer forward a candidate every year. Oh, and that that's guy, right. And that guy would get transformed into Orion. So he basically died. They gave his body. Yeah. The, that's right, because the tree kind of en- enveloped him. Like they yep. put him with the tree, and le- kind of like the one in the Hobbit, or not the Hobbit yep. in the beginning of Lord of the Rings. That's right. So it would go around whoever the wood elf was who was nominated. Yeah. It would in it would infuse him with the spirit of Orion. He would come out as Orion. When Orion died yeah. at the end of the year, that dude was gone. Like that guy was gone. Yeah. This was, was an gone. annual sacrifice being yes. made by the wood yep. elves to create mm-hmm. this. So, okay, I forgot about Kernuos. Kernuos. Mm-hmm. So Kernuos was their god. Kernoth is this god. They're probably yeah. the same god. They're probably the same dude. Orion yeah. was the avatar there. Mm-hmm. We don't have an Orion. We have Belthanos, who have is, Belthanos. Is, is is okay. So he is the Orion. There was the piece of info I was missing. Yeah, I mean, in, it's, it's just in it's essence, different how he comes. I guess it's different how he comes about. We don't know how this guy manifests. Well, he manifested when the lightning hit. And he came out fully formed. Right and when it, the lightning. He's, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not. Cyclical. It, he's not. He's right. He doesn't have coming. to be reborn every year. He's just here. Yeah, but I don't know if he dies. Does he come back as like a soul pod? Can Alarial like plant him somewhere and then he comes back? Good Who question. Knows? We don't know. But I'm just like okay, so. But I was regardless of the yeah. fact he is. He's awesome. God, the model is great. The rules <laughs> we're gonna get to are pretty rad. Oh God, um, yeah. That model, though, when I was looking at when we opened that box, and I'm looking, I'm like, oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. It's yeah, every set, one of them the is set great. He comes in is is legit. So it's, it's like it's, him, it's him, some Colonel Hunters, three hunters, and uh, three and of, the of the Beetle Riders. Right? Yeah, the Spite Riders. Yeah, it's cool. And he's, I mean, basically, it looks like he's on one of the Spite Rider rides, except it, his is freaking huge. This is way bigger. Yeah, yeah, it's bananas. Um, okay. He flies. Yeah, he can fly. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I, I love it. I love what he came in. I love what he does. I love that he uh, he listens to Alarial. I love that he has sympathy for the humans because mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. many of the, so much of the Sylvaneth don't like humans. And right. 90% of the time when we get an interaction, Drake just shows up and she's awful. So, yeah, Drake is spiteful. Yeah, she hates so I mean, much. Like that's that's the word that they kind of like, yeah, you know, because not only is she spiteful, you know, use that word, yeah. uh-huh. but Spite. she like, I get is, it, is, I get it, right? She's, I mean, that's literally she's led around by, or she leads like an army of spites. Yep, I love how yeah. they called them spites instead of sprites, so that that way mm-hmm. they could be cute but still be that weird aggressive thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, the Black Talons. We're not going to talk too much about the Black Talons, only because. Uh, yeah. Neve Black Talon is a known quantity, although now she has be- risen up to basically legendary status over oh, the past man. few decades. Her war scroll is awesome. Yeah. Uh, the, and her team is in there. Uh, you can read this if you want. Personally, uh, as I was reading this, if I mm-hmm. hadn't watched Black Talon yet, I think yeah. that I would have been tipped off on a bit more than I wanted mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. first season. So mm-hmm. if you haven't read this yet and you have Warhammer TV, watch the six episodes of Black Talon before you read that part if you yeah. don't want things spoiled. Because uh, right. 
I gotta tell you, first episode of Black Talon, I'm like, eh, it animation's a little odd. Story's okay. Second one, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is pretty good. By mm-hmm. the third one, I'm like, I like this show. Yeah. So I, I mean, I was not certain in the beginning, but it did grow on me. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, little story about uh, Gobsprack and some of the other. I do like that they question why are those guys so zog and lanky. I don't know if we mentioned <laughs> that before the commercials. We I did, can't yeah, remember. Yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a couple other stories. Like I said, keeping the things moving. Um, I do. Yeah, I think this is great. Uh, but let's get into let's get into the rules. Yeah, because there's a bunch. They gave you mm-hmm. one regiment of renown and four armies of renown. So right. you are welcome to play now. If you take an army of renown, basically, uh, instead of using the stuff from their book, like if you take the Evergreen Hunt, which is the Sylvaneth, instead of mm-hmm. using the Sylvaneth general rules, you get yeah. you you are limited to some of these. Yeah. Um and they do limit some of like what types of units you can take with the mm-hmm. exception of the fire slayers cuz right. They don't have enough units for the <laughs> for them to tell you not to take stuff. Yeah. Uh okay, but let's start looking at this. Now, um the way they do it in the book and we might as well just kind of go with it is they give you the special character and then they give you their army rules. Yeah. So, we're just going to start here uh with Belthanos. Mhm. 14 wounds with a 3-up save. I know. So he is a he's a monster. He, it, well, literally, hero, monster. Yeah. Yeah. His model's big. His he's model is big. He's got the stats to prove. 14 wounds, 3-up save, 5-up ward. 5-up, yep. This guy's pretty tanky. Now, what else can he do? First of all, his attacks. <laughs> yeah. he's, he, his glaive, 2 attack, or 2-inch range, two inch range, 4 attacks, yeah. starting at a 2-up to hit... Mm-hmm. Once he's taken eleven wounds, he's down to a four up to hit. Yeah. All right. Three to wound, three rend, three damage. Yeah. So there's a potential twelve damage there, and at three rend, nasty. You have to have a three up save to have a save. Yeah, three up rend, three damage. Yeah. So, so if hits, you have a he hits yeah armor save of four or worse. Yeah, no save. For no you. save. You're taking three damage a pop. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the 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 beetle, mm-hmm. four attacks, fours by threes, two rend, starting at four damage, <laughs> yeah, and dropping down to two. There is a potential twenty eight wounds. Yeah, and they're in their in their combined basic attack. Yeah, can almost take down a mega gargant by himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, friendly Sylvaneth units wholly within range of him can run and charge. That's insane. And it starts off with an eighteen-inch range. Yeah, it's his war horn. So he blows. You know, he sounds his war horn, and all the yeah. all all the Sylvaneth units. You know, yeah, they all come running. Yeah, they they go to that and they just start because they're infected so, by the need to. Hunt down their enemies. But once again, 18 inches. As soon as he moves forward, if you've got him like about 9 to 12 inches forward, mm-hmm. he's already covering such a huge swath of the board. Yeah, and he's fast. Yeah, he's 12. He moves 12, yeah. So he's got so he, the whole army running and charging. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a Sylvaneth unit wholly within his own range. So he's oh, yeah. running. and The whole army's fast. Yeah. Then they've got this rule, the nature etheric. Yeah. In your hero phase, pick a terrain feature within six inches. Roll a die, and on a three-up, pick a scenery rule from the mysterious terrain table and apply it to that terrain feature for the rest of the battle. 
<laughs> if that terrain feature already has a scenery rule from the mysterious terrain table, you replace it. So now you get to just pick what you want. And of course, you're going to pick Mystic. And that's going to give it. He's just going to give your wizards a bonus, bonus. cast. Unless you don't have a lot of wizards. And then you're going to. But still, you pick whatever's good for you. If the terrain near you is something like deadly or, you know, cursed or whatever, oh, yeah, I'm just going to change it. it. Just change it. That terrain feature is also considered to be overgrown terrain. <laughs> yeah. So in your hero phase, so five times potentially in the game. Mm-hmm. It's just got to be within six, not wholly within, within six. Within six of six. any terrain. Now, of course, mm-hmm. he has to move around and be near terrain pieces. That might not, depending on our boards, we always have a lot of terrain on the boards. Well, yeah, so that won't do, be a yes. problem. Um, what does overgrown terrain do for them so again? Overgrown terrain is a key rule for Sylvaneth because it lets them teleport around within nine inches of it. Uh, they also get a rule, or within I think uh, within six or nine, depending on who you are, or what you you know what you know. Um, and then they also get a, a ward save if they're within range of it. Uh, Dirthu gets an extra attack if he's within range of it. Where is this rule? That's so. This is in the Sylvaneth book. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I got the book bat- open. I'm just their looking battle for traits. it. Under the battle traits, because I would so like go, to. So, so go to order. Go to Sylvaneth. Go to battle traits. It's from the woodland depths. Okay, well, from the woodland depths. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one unit within nine of an overgrown terrain feature or friendly awakened wildwood can teleport. And then they can strike Remove and them from the battlefield, set up with, again, more than nine inches from enemy units, and wholly within nine of either a different overgrown terrain feature that is more than three inches. Okay, wait. Set up, again, more than nine inches from all enemy units, and wholly within, sh- within nine of either a different terrain feature that's more than three inches away from all enemy units, or a different friendly awakened wildwood. That is more than three inches from enemy units. So the yeah. terrain has to be away from enemy units? If I have so an enemy unit the, the, within three the, inches so, of that so, terrain, you can't teleport to it? Correct. Oh. Which is why it's always in your backfield is the one you teleport to. You can teleport from any terrain feature. It doesn't matter where it is. It could be within right, three inches just, of an enemy. But the one you go to cannot be within three inches of an enemy unit. So if I have a lot of small units... I'm just asking. If I have yep. a lot of small units... Yes. And you have three awakened wildwoods. Mm-hmm. And I put a unit within three of two of them. Yep. You can teleport from there, but you Correct. cannot pop in there. Correct. Interesting. So if yep, I, that's, 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 yeah, that's how you that's try how you, to shut down Sylvanas. You, you get guys at each of them if you can, and then mm-hmm. they can't do any teleporting. Yeah, okay. So most of the time, the Sylvanas player will keep an overgrown terrain feature behind them. Because remember, at the beginning of the game, uh, they get to pick three terrain features, not uh, not in my not territory. In, not in enemy territory to become overgrown terrain features. So you're going to pick one way in your backfield and then yeah. a couple others. Okay. Yep. And then there's other units that, well, you can't use Dreitcha or you can't use uh, Lady of Vines to do this ability to okay. teleport to, unfortunately. Okay. It's, now, it's in the FAQ. There's another rule here that once per turn in your, in your combat phase... Mm-hmm. Immediately after a friendly Sylvaneth unit wholly within nine of an overgrown terrain feature or mm-hmm. awakened Wildwood has fought, yep. you can remove that unit from battlefield, set it up more than nine from enemy units, wholly within nine of a distant overgrown feature. Oh, yep. so it's the same thing, but once per yep. turn at the end of the movement phase, you can do it with one guy. And then once in the combat phase after... Yeah. Yes. After they fight. After oh, they fight. Stri- it's strike and fade. That's the name yep. of the... Okay, I get it. Yeah, so, so you teleport in. What you do is you... 
So at the beginning of the game, you try to like use your Tree Lord Ancient, mm-hmm. and you create a an awakened Wildwood somewhere close to the enemy. Right. You can put it anywhere. And then you teleport. Then you walk the some, hidden paths to it, and then yep. you strike and fade. And then you out charge. Of it. Then you charge, strike and fade, and then you teleport away. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that can get really insane. Oh yeah. Especially if you manage to, if you got your three, you managed to cast one, and now he's just changing terrain. Yeah. You start off with three. You can you yeah. cast more than one. So what you can do is is you can you can um, Sylvanas players can make three overgrown terrain features. Right. Then Tree Lord Ancients each get to make one at the beginning of their turn. They they just, they just do that at boop, the beginning boop, boop. of their at, turn. At the beginning of their hero phase, they each? can treat. Tree Man Ancient? Once per game. Each, okay, each, each guy gets to do... Okay. Each Tree Lord Agent gets to create one. Anywhere so on the you had how many? you had three when we played. I had the three overgrown train features, and then you had, at the beginning of the game, you get to put down a Wildwood. So you had that's three... Your faction you had, terrain. You had three, and the, but then you had three Tree Lords. I, did, I, had, I had two Tree Lords, Durthu, and a Tree Lord Ancient. Okay, so... Only the ancient can do that. Only the ancient can create okay. a wood at the beginning of the game for just for free. That's like okay. his ability. And then they also have a spell called Verdant, where you can make them, other, yeah. where they can grow trees anywhere. Oh my! With, so yeah. you can eventually just be like all. Oh, you, it, the, okay. This is that's neat. I've never seen anyone play it where they've utilized that to its fullest extent. Like yeah, even I you had not, some trouble using it. I did not do it. a good job in our game <laughs> doing it. I screwed. Just, I messed it up. <laughs> I mean, well, hey, we're still learning, but that's oh, yeah. that's really cool, and I, mm. that could be very frustrating. Yes, as it a is. player. It, sometimes, if you're playing, if you're if you've never played against Sylvaneth before, and you run into them at like a tournament, you're playing against a, like a like a top notch Sylvaneth player. The stuff that they can do is just maddening because you're like you you feel like you're not even participating in the game. That, that gets as frustrating they're as they're teleporting all over the place, just doing stuff to you. And you're like, but I remember okay. that's what the old wood elves were cool at. Yeah, just, yes, just they are. They, they're constantly like, you could never nail them you down. Never, you couldn't not. You couldn't get. You couldn't nail them down. And I used you, to play. Oh, yeah, I used and to you play also the wood have elves and command yeah. ability. Mm-hmm. Um, retreat and charge. What? Crazy. Pick a unit that can also retreat and charge. So I can. I can. Yeah, or, or you could charge even if they ran. They could well, have to charge even if they ran in the same turn. And then yeah, and then they can retreat. Well, yeah, because it. that's anyone near Belthanos right. can do that. But he uh, can throw a command unit and let him do it. Also, yeah, yeah. Okay, so movement crazy. Let's look at the now. Let's look at this now. I'll need your help with some of this. Mm-hmm. First of all, if you want to make an evergreen hunt, you want to use your Belthanos. You could you. Yeah. Ha- they must have the Sylvaneth keyword, and they have to have either Arch Revenant, Kernoth Hunters, Revenant Seeker, or Spite Rider Lancers as. Mm-hmm. Their keyword. So that includes. I mean, are those the names of the units, or is there like what is what exactly is that including? Because I don't so play so that I don't so know this both, one. So that's both. That's what page is that on again? The, uh, the, eighty. The Evergreen Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. The, I'm just trying to remember where the keywords are for what they. Bring. Arch Revenant, Kernoth Hunters, Revenant Seekers, and Spike. Oh, there, there, I see it. Yeah, right so, at the top of the page. So, yep, I see it. So Arch Re- Revenant is the special care is the is the hero. Okay. The Arch Revenant. That's and the current. Then there's the three flavors of Kernoth Hunters: the guys with the bows, guys with the scythes, guys with the swords. 
And then the Revenant Seekers and Spite Rider Lancers are the two different versions of the guys on the bugs with that fly around and heal all their wounds back. Right. There's two versions of those. So that's what those are the ones you're limited to. So you can't bring triads, you can't bring tree lords, you can't bring So it's basically all Kurnoth. It's all Kurnoth stuff. stuff. Yeah. And the Arch well, Revenant, but not the, the Warsong Arch. Revenant, which surprises me because he was very key in this story. Mm-hmm. But he's yeah. not on Tethemir. the list. Yeah. Okay, so basically lots of the lots of the tr- like or, I don't he, think he has the Arch Revenant keyword. Does he does he? not. I just checked because okay. I got the okay. book in front yeah. of me. That's why I was asking yep. about where to check. Yep. Um, interestingly enough, um, th- what do you call it? Um, this is basically having what would have been in, 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 in fantasy a treekin army, but they have much yeah. cooler treekin. Yes, they do. Because <laughs> they look like tree men instead of weird, not, we- weird leafless, cr- insane bushes. <laughs> Uh, I know I had like I had a bunch of those. I did too, and they were always weird, and the metal was impossible. But that's not either yeah. here or there. So, all <laughs> right. Um, if okay, when you pick these units, though, because mm-hmm. of the fact that you you may get stuck making a legal army, if it's not a hero, it's battle line. Yeah, which is just great. So mm-hmm. basically, anything you pick, you got to have three non-hero units because all of them count as battle line. So basically, what I think you do with this is you you just. Because there, there was a, there's a, a version, there's a, one of the factions you play in Sylvaneth is just all, basically Kurnoth hunters. Uh huh. So basically, you're just swapping that for this. Yeah, but this guy's some cool special rules. Oh yeah, all this right. is amazing. Um. Okay, so you can pick, you can pick. You, this keeps some of the rules. You can pick three uh, pieces and make them. Overgrown mm-hmm. terrain. Overgrown, yep. At the start of your hero phase, heal one wound allocated to each friendly evergreen hunt unit wholly within nine inches of an overgrown terrain feature. So yep, one wound the, back. That, that, yep, that's the same rule they oh, have. Oh, that is the, the same rule they have yeah. before. Uh, yeah. Now they have something called the rhythm of the chase. This is kind of yeah, where it gets different. interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, after deployment, before you pick, decide who's going to take the, the first turn, pick an enemy on the battlefield to be the quarry. If the quarry is destroyed... At the start of your next hero phase, pick an enemy unit on the battlefield to be the new quarry. So because of mm-hmm. this whole idea that he's Belthanos is this hunter, yeah. you have to have something to be hunting. So before everything starts, you pick a unit to hunt. Right. Now, here's where the harmonies. This is kind of cool. There's a lot, it's, it's another add it up and see what you get thing. So after the priority roll is made, um, you, d- you determine your hunting harmony. Start with the yeah. player taking the first turn if they have it. A hunting harmony is made up of a number of chords. We start with zero, okay? If Belthanos is on the field, you get one cord. For each evergreen hunt unit wholly within the same quarter of the battlefield as the quarry. So you get a point. So if you got if the quarry's in one corner, if you got five mm-hmm. units in there, that's five right there. Yeah. If there's one, it's one. But so I like that it's keeping it themey. I get my bonuses based on whether I'm actually hunting the thing I'm supposed to be hunting, not just killing mm-hmm. everything in the site. Uh, each quarry destroyed during the battle. So yeah. those three things, add them up. So Belthanos, you automatically start off with one as long as he's in your army and alive. Mm-hmm. Every time you kill a quarry, that gets up, and then for every unit in the corner. Um, these these are good. They're cumulative, too. Unlike one of the yeah. other, there's another one that's not cumulative. So if you have no harmony, no Belthanos, no quarry destroyed, none of that, you have do you, you get, get no zero. harmony. Yeah, no effect, yeah. If you get one plus one to run and charge for friendly units wholly within the same large battlefield as the quarry. That's the one thing. All of these have to be, if they're in that quarter, they get it. Yeah. 
when, uh, when do you uh, when do you do this? You do this at the start of each battle round ba- after the priority the roll okay, has yeah. been made. Yeah. So this lasts yeah. for the whole battle round. So you start yeah. off in the beginning. You'll have one if you have Belthanos, and that's probably it. You know, probably unless they and once you pick the quarry, you have to tell what a quarry is. If I know what the quarry is, I'm not going to go running that thing into your quarters and give you points. So yeah, well, you if, wouldn't get it because it'd be the new battle round. That's yeah. true. So yeah. round one at best, you're, if you have Belthanos, you're going to have one, which is plus mm-hmm. one to run and charge, which if is you're amazing. In the quarter, but so you're not right now for the beginning. If you get right. it up to two, and remember cumulative, so I'm not only running and charging, then I'm rolling to hit and wound with melee weapons in the same quarter as the quarry. Yeah, plus one on both hit and wound. Yep. If I get from three to five, I'm not only adding plus one to run run and charge and to hit and wound, I now get plus one attack on all my melee weapons. Yeah. For friendly units that are within three inches of the quarry. So as you get more of it, it gets more specific. But I love this because if you get in there and kill the quarry quick and mm-hmm. pick another one on the next round, that's that's a two or three permanent. You know, if you got yeah. Bell Thanos on the table and you killed two quarry, you automatically, as long as he's on the table, you're getting plus one to run and charge, plus one to hit and wound, and when you get near your next quarry, plus one to the attacks, which is just going right. to guarantee you get those numbers. When you get it up to six... While a friendly unit is wholly within the same large quarter as the quarry, it can fight in the combat phase if it's within six, and it can pile in six. <laughs> yeah, so suddenly the charge. range gets bigger. You don't even have to charge. Basically, if they pick you as quarry, they're going to kill you. <laughs> That's the point. That's the point, yeah. Uh, okay, so what else we got here? Um, you can pick a new heroic action. Um, pick one hero and one enemy unit within nine inches, that enemy unit becomes the quarry instead of the picked one. Um, yeah. That's a great one. If it you, is. If you ever pick someone who they manage just, uh, oh, you know, okay, I just teleported him to the far end of the board. He's nowhere near you guys. Yeah. Now. All right, yeah. well, you know what? I'm just going to make it this guy instead. Mm-hmm. That, it was in nine inches, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they, yep. really you know, good. And, and so I throw my chaff unit in the way to block so you don't get to him. Yeah. Okay, well, now that's the unit. <laughs> Your chap is going well, to pop. Uh, it's got to be put on a hero. Oh, an evergreen hunt hero picks an enemy unit. Then, yeah, a so unit. it's just a unit. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. It could be a chap unit, yeah. Uh, and then you're, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you get a bonus monster, uh, monstrous rampage. Yeah. Uh, this one, if the quarry has any wounds allocated to it and it's within three inches of this monster, which would usually be Belthanos, because I think he might be the only monster yep. on the list. I think, I think he's the only monster you could take, yeah. Roll a die and add the number of wounds allocated to the quarry to the roll. If it's greater than their wounds, one model in that unit is slain. Mm-hmm. So if I've got a five-wound hero who's taken any wounds, even one wound, yeah, then I gotta, then I would have to roll a five. If I had two wounds, mm-hmm. I'd have to roll a four. And if mm-hmm. I roll that, boom, he's dead. Yeah, it's not even, there's not even, a, it's not a ward roll. It's not a take wounds, you just die. If he's taken wounds, mm-hmm. I can do, I can try this with my monster. Just yeah. straight up murk him. That's awesome. Yeah, so what, so what you're trying to do is like, this like gets around like bodyguard. So you like try to get like yeah. a cheeky wound on like one of those OBR wizards within three inches of like Immortus guard. You know, he's got like a wound on him from like a right. miscast or you like poked him for a mortal wound and somehow a wound got past him. You just roll up on him with Bell Thanos and normally you'd have a two up shrug. You just 
squash them. Well, and that's the thing. (laughs) But there's the other part to it, too. Okay, I'm going to hit you. Are you going to let me put this wound on, or are you going to force it on your other unit? Because Mm -hmm. even though the other unit is ablative armor, it's still a unit, and it may be a decent unit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I like this. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, this is this is how you get around like bodyguard, you right? Just... Uh, okay. Um, so you're you only have one command trait to choose from. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, abundant growth. If you're near the wildwood, you'd normally get one wound back. You get D three back. Yeah. So that's not bad. Uh, yep, a so couple, the general. It's yeah. got a it's got a grand strategy. You have to destroy four or more quarries, which is gonna be tough. Uh, beca- Definitely possible, though. It's possible, but it's not easy. They've got a few battle tactics. They've got an artifact of power. Um, a once per battle at the start of the battle round, you could blow the horn, and if you do, you get plus one harmony cord for that battle round. Yeah. So you could bump it that extra one if needs be once per game. Um, so this would have to go. This would have to go on your archer revenant. Yes, because he's the only hero. That you could take other than the named character, yes. So he would have, yeah, he would definitely have to get it. And Mm -hmm. you might not, you might not, you wouldn't make Belthanos your general either, because then you couldn't use the command trait, right? Because he's a named character. So you'd make the Arch Revenant the general. You make Belthanos the guy who comes in and says, "I got stuff to do." Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that would. I think you're going to see some of those. I think that looks like something that if you've got those models. Yeah, so how you play this in the new GHB is you play um, probably with two Arch Revenants, and you'd use all the uh, the Nullstone stuff. You go anti-magic. You just don't have any wizards. You know what I mean? Belthanos you take all the. One? I don't think so. I don't know. I'm just asking. I'm looking real quick. Uh, no, he's, no, no, he's not. Oh, right. my gosh. You could totally take, because uh, an Arch Revenant's not a wizard, is he? Nope. You could take this would be a wizard free army with null artifacts. Yeah, you take null artifacts. You That's take the dust, interesting. You, take, you know, you take the dust, you take the wizard hunters, a battalion, you do the whole thing. Cool. All right. You just go Yeah. Now let's move it forward here. Let's talk about the next one, which is the Draken with Draconith Skywing. With our yeah. man Ionis Cryptborn. This mm-hmm. model, I love this <laughs> dragon. Oh yeah. Some people don't like his little mutton chops, but I love them. Oh, I don't. That doesn't bother me at all. Dragons are yeah. cool no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, sixteen wounds with the three up save. <laughs> it's that's so crazy. Uh, his now he's got a, <laughs> okay. He's got Soulbreaker, his weapon. It's only got a one inch range. Who cares? Yeah. Four attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage. Not yeah. as impressive as Belthanos. However, yeah. you've got a dragon. Starts off with five yes. attacks, drops down to two, threes by threes, two rend, two damage. His mm-hmm. fangs, two attacks, threes by threes, starting off at three rend, three damage. So there's a yeah. lot of potential damage oh, here. Yeah. In fact, the potential damage is, um, what is that, six and eight is 14, and t- so 24 wounds potential. Mm-hmm. Plus he's got a uh, missile attack, spirit scouring flames, nine yeah, that's an attacks. interesting ability, yeah. Nine attacks, threes by threes, two rend, one damage. Yeah. Now. Terp sets you on fire. Yes. If you've been, if you, each time a wound caused by an attack made with that is allocated to an enemy unit, it is soul burned. Mm-hmm. At the end of each hero phase, not mine, each. Mm-hmm. 
Roll a dice for a soul burned unit. If the roll is equal to or less than the number of the current battle round, the unit takes D3 mortal wounds. And you stay soul burned the rest of the game. Unless when a player uses an ability that allows them to heal any wounds that have been allocated, instead of healing wounds, they are no longer soul burned. Yeah, it's kind of like being diseased in, against Nurgle. Yes. So, Same kind of idea. But if you don't get rid of it, then it's going to keep happening every turn. Every hero and the lo- the longer wounds. you the longer you're in the game, yeah. the easier it is for you to get the wounds oh, yeah. because it yeah. goes by battle round. Yeah. So that's a you know you're going to be hitting somebody with that all the time every and yeah. you're going to probably try to and if they're not, and thing is if that guy didn't heal I'm hitting somebody else. Yeah, you have to. All you have to do is a you just have to. Um, you don't even have to wound them. Do you have to wound him, or you do have to do a wound? Each time a wound caused by yes, it is allocated to an enemy you have to unit. Do a wound. Yes, you, you have, have to do a wound. wound. But so now they get the wound and their soul burned, and now you're thinking, mm-hmm. "Oh, I might do something." Well, first of all, if you're within twelve inches of him, you can't rally or inspiring presence. Yeah. Okay. God, that's so nasty. Minus one from the attack characteristics of melee weapons that target him. So you're minus one yeah. attack. He debuffs you. You're minus one attack. You can't mm-hmm. rally. You can't inspiring right. presence if you're within a foot of him. He's going to yeah. soul burn you if you're within nine inches. And mm-hmm. he knows two prayers mm-hmm. instead of one. If you just decide to say one, you got to declare one or two. Yeah. If right. you say one, it goes off on a six, and it happens, and that's your prayer. And it says no additional prayers may be chanted. Is that for your whole... That's for him. Just That is just for him, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. If you say two, roll them, but if you get them, you get two. So you get one guaranteed or two different ones that you still have to roll for. Yeah, so he can, he would be able to pick a prayer. And he has one of his own, the Lightning Tempest. He has one of his own, and at the beginning of the game, you get to pick one you know, from yep. the Stormcast list. And he can either try for them both or guarantee one of them. Yeah, so if you want to like totally make this guy into a combat monster... You take bless weapons, and you just cast bless weapons on himself, and each un- un- unmodified hit roll of six is two hits instead of one. And he's got the decent rend and decent damage. Oh, yeah. Now, is that him or his mount? Because is, it, is it just Soulbreaker, one rend, two damage? It's his unit. His unit. Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, now, oh, by the way, he also, that Arch Relictor rule that lets him do the prayers... Yeah. Also, at the start of the enemy's hero phase, he can pick an endless spell or invocation with 12 inches and on a two-up, mm-hmm. dispel it or banish it's just, it. Yeah, it's just gone. So good. All right. Now, what is his Lightning Tempest prayer? This one, it's a value of three, 18 inches. Pick an yeah, enemy just, unit. It's like, it's like, it just bounces It's chain around. lightning. Basically, it's chain lightning. So I pick a unit with an 18. I hit him. D3 mortal wounds. Mm-hmm. Then I roll a die again. On a one or two, it's done. On yeah. a three-up, if there's an enemy unit within three inches of him that got, just got hit, ones. they do D3. Roll it again. In the beginning of the game, when you got a lot of your units near each other, you want to get all <laughs> yeah. your bonuses. If you can yeah. get this off quick, yeah. and he's a dragon, so he's I got him up front. I move him 16. Yeah. All right? And uh, now, as soon as he can be saying prayers, if your guys are all bunched together... As long yeah. as he doesn't roll a one or a two after it, he's just de- you can't and you you can't bounce back and forth either. Like no. if there were two guys, once I got them both, they're done. Yeah. Imagine if you did if you had like a an enemy priest on the other side, like a little priest guy. Uh huh. You like at the beginning of the game, you you like 
or may, I guess it wouldn't work right at the beginning, but maybe they move up a little bit. You're within 18 inches. You smite them with your unstoppable prayer. <laughs> D3 mortal wounds. Right. And then you chain, and then you lightning tempest. And then you bounce a mortal wound to that priest. Get lucky and do three mortal wounds. You just wipe out a priest. Just the there you go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's God, he's he does so much. Yeah. I mean, he's really great. Now, here's oh, the thing. a word save. Er. Will you stop? You are the <laughs> king of looking gift horses in the mouth. You really know, know that, don't I you? Know. Said, I That's the greatest. This save. is so good. It's so awesome. I wish he was dumb. I wish I, he had a ward save. I wish he had a ward save and an extra yeah. save. <laughs> I wish he had a re-rollable ward save. All right. Uh, now, if you want to play Draconith Skywing, though, it has to have the Draconith keyword. Yeah. Now... That basically, Draconith, because it's got to be Draconith, not Dracoth, right? Yeah. Oh, you could, I mean, just for instance, that's another thing you could do with Iona, sorry. You could you could have him no translocation, and he could just teleport himself around the battlefield if you wanted to. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So, Draconith. Anyway. I'm just looking through the yeah. rules here. Draconith, yeah. Krondus and Karazai. Yeah. Obviously, what's his face? Jonas Cripborn. Um, uh, I'm not. Where are the other draconiths? I know there are. I mean, there's the the, the dragon riders, Lord Celestint. That's mm-hmm. a star drake. That's not. That doesn't have the draconith keyword. Well, I Ionis is a draconith. Right, he is. But I'm going through their book right now, just looking, and oh, it's that's like that's it. Frondis and Kazari are the only ones that you can't. But it can't be a three model army. There's got to be other draconiths in this army. Nope. I don't think Stormdrake Guard have the Draconis keyword. Okay, Lord Celestin, those are on Dracoths, so that's not it. Yeah. There's nope. got to be. You can't just... Uh, there, how do you... Any Krondus, Karazai, and Stormdrake Guard units... Well, what's Stormdrake Guard? Stormdrake Guard are the dragons. But that's what I'm saying. There has yeah. to be something. No. Because I'm... Yeah, so... So, okay, so the Drake Sworn Templars, the big, those dragons are Star Drakes. That's not it. All right, mm-hmm. Knights Draconis, they're Draconis. Yeah. So you could take yeah. those guys. Yeah, is the that Nadra it? Conus, he's the he's the hero, and and then the Stormdrake guard themselves. Okay, that's what I'm looking the for them in the book. The that's what I'm asking you. Two. Yeah, they're the units of two. Where are they in the they're, book? They're the dragon just... riders. There's too many units in this book. I'm just turning pages all day, and there's I'm not finding. There they are, dear lord. Yeah. Okay, Stormdrake yeah. guard. Oh yeah, and the Dracothian are Dracothians, not dra- okay. So it's literally just those four just, units, just dragons. Stormdrake guard, Ionis, and and it's a specific and, and, type of dragon because it's not the Star Drakes. That's I didn't realize that those weren't the same thing. Yeah, wow, and Kandis and count as battle line in this army. Yes, and Stormdrake guards with two models, which means you have to take a two model because you need a three battlefield, three battle line units. Yeah. Oh, goodness. How much is it? Ionis is 4 hundo. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking in the book. I don't know if they... Well, they've updated points, so I don't know if this is accurate. So, yeah, yeah you. you go ahead and look yeah. at that. I'm going to talk about their rules a little bit more. Grandis um, is 520. Okay. And Karazai is... She's around there, too. So they're both about 5. She's 4. Ionis is 4. So we're looking at almost 50. Karazai is 530. Okay, so 520 and 530 and 400 is 1450. How much is a pair of Stormdrake Guard? Stormdrake Guard are 
Uh, let me find him here. Uh, Storm Drake Guard. Or uh, 340 for two. So that's take. Yeah, that's it. You can then you mm-hmm. can take. I think one more of them. Yeah, three forty because that would be one sixty. Would would make it five hundred. So okay. <laughs> so your entire army is yeah. Krondus, Karazai, Ionis, a pair of two Storm Drake Guard and one Storm Drake Guard. Unless you want to lose Krondus and Karazai. Uh, yeah, you don't have to take them. Uh, I I would. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> But I suppose you could just take him and a bunch of Storm Drake guards. You could. Oh, well, he's four hundred. So you said it was three twenty for a pair. Yeah. So three, three pairs three, would be four, nine. Three forty. Three forty for a pair. So okay. So then that's that's ten twenty for three pairs, and another four hundred for him is fourteen twenty, and then you could take a fourth pair. Yeah. So you could take like four pair, and maybe even a. So you could take like eight or nine of them. Yeah. Oof. Cool. Eight or nine of those guys, and I own his Cripborn. Oh, uh, <laughs> if you are if you rocked up to the table with that, I might have to give you the stink eye. People are people are going to do. It. I oh, mean, I'm the sure th- they're going to do it, but God, I mean, that, that just seems like ugh. Yeah, they're not unkill the start. The guard, the storm Drake guard, are not unkillable. You know, and no, then but they if you have- got eight or nine of them, yeah, yeah. Um, if Ionis is within three inches of them, on a four up, you can take. Any wound or mortal wound, if he fails the roll, they're bodyguard for him. They can bodyguard him on a four-up. On a four-up. And if you take him and just a bunch of other dragon riders, as long as you keep some near him, if those start to die, you just put other ones near him. He Mm -hmm. lives the whole game. Yeah, and he can heal them. Yep. Um, At the start of the combat phase, if there are two or more other friendly dragon and sky wing units, wholly within six inches of a friendly hero, plus one attack for that hero. Yeah. So if you do take Krondus or Karazai, or you have Ionis, because you have to have one of those three, mm-hmm. keeping Skywing next to them gives them extra attacks. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. And for each... Oh, okay, wait a minute. For, yeah, for each, each hero... You can include one Storm Drake guard that is yeah. one model at its battle line. Yeah. So you could because, take... Because, because when you buy them, they come in boxes of two. Mm-hmm. So you either make two Storm Drake guard, or you, bring, or you make one the knight the knight oh. dragon rider, and then you have Lindy left with a single, so they let you take him as an additional guy. Oh, oh, because that's right. The hero has the thing. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you your heroic action, uh, pick a Draconith Skywing hero, mm-hmm. and on a two up, enemies within three inches cannot get inspiring presence. So whoever right. he's fighting cannot inspiring presence. <laughs> yeah. So you do that with your knight. Yeah, and then or you, with or with a Krondis or Karazai. So then you turn off their inspiring presence, and Ionis turns off inspiring presence to everyone within eighteen of them. Mm-hmm. So you have just like these huge areas of the battlefield where you can't use inspiring presence. So yeah, nasty. Yeah. And then um, they have stun. They have two more. They have stun. Those are which, monstrous uh, rampages. No, yeah, those... monstrous rampages. Pick an enemy within three roll of dice on a three plus, subtract one for wound rolls. That's good. And so Ionis can do that. He can go in. Now you're minus one attack. I stun you. You're minus one to wound me. Oh, you're already minus one to wound him in melee. Right. Or so, minus one attack. You're minus one attack, I think. Oh, it's minus one of your attack characteristics. Mm-hmm, right. mm-hmm. I thought 
I thought he had something, but that's that's not it. Yeah, it's minus one attack. The other guy had minus one to wound him. Impact Trevor's pick an enemy within three on a three up, and in the fo- in the falling combat phase, they can only move an inch when they pile in. Yeah, that's not bad. That's um, really good. Command trait. You'd have to take that hero. You have to take that hero in this list. Yeah, because you can't make him the general. You can't make. Ionis the general, and, you could, and then you, 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 you could, but then you couldn't use half of the stuff you have here. And you lose out you lose out on the command tree and the artifact. Yeah. After the general fought for the first time, if there's no enemy units within three inches, roll a die on a two up, he can move D six inches and can finish within three inches of enemy units. That's not a bad I, command I don't like that. It, it's, it doesn't let you fight again, unfortunately. No, but it gets you in there. It does. And you, there's enough special rules with him just being near people, with your characters being near people to do stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It's not the best. Yeah, I would I, I would think he could get that second attack, at least one more attack in. I would think that's what it would mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Um, they do have a spell, Regal Authority, cast on a seven, range of 18, pick a Draconith unit wholly within range. Until the starting next hero phase, when they issue a command, roll a die, and a five up, you don't have to spend the point. Eh, yeah. If you don't have another spell to cast, that's not bad. Right. Uh, they got battle tactics. They are artifact of power. Um, heal up to D3 wounds on a unit. Once per game. One, yeah, it's another once per battle. That's I, I hate yeah. once per battle things. I really do. I know. They've got a couple of prayers. Uh, heal wounds. Minus one to cast for enemy wizards. Plus one to chanting rolls for priests. Mm-hmm. So, These I'm, are for Ionis. Yeah, they've got some good stuff in there. They've got oh, yeah. some cool stuff in there. Uh, it may be fun to play that army. Sovereignty is a good one. If you like dragons, I can't see a reason not to play this army. No, you would definitely just take it. Yeah. I mean, it just gives bonuses, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you had a Stormcast dragon army before and you put it on the shelf because they kind of got nerfed a little bit, boom. You're back, you know, oh, you're, that Sovereignty Prayer is pretty good. It is good. On a four-up, you pick that unit and... They they have a maximum of five models for purposes of contesting objectives. Yeah, that's great. Now is it right. now so five models? So if it's a, if it's a like a unit of ogres, mm-hmm. it, it's not like because they count as two per. So it's not five it's models a, counts as ten. It's just they just count no, as they just, have five. Just, just count as five bananas, which is the same as a monster. Yep. So if you have two dragons on there, boom, you just took that objective. Right. Okay. Now they're going to talk about the Black Talons. Now the Black Talons are a regiment of renown. If you're yeah, playing anything except Stormcast Eternals, you can take this uh, as an ally, but then you can't take any other allies. And you can't exceed your ally points right. limit because it's a region, uh, regiment of renown. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you take them, first of all, they have a special ability, and their special ability is a six-up ward save. Yeah, because they're Hammers of Sigmar. You want to take Neve because I know you're excited about her. Yeah. Let's talk about her. So she's like the Knight Zephyros on speed, literally. Which considering she's she's already speedy, that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So she adds one to her damage of her her axes, which are already damaged, too. That's when she's a targeting hero. When she's fighting against a hero. Um, she can run and shoot. Oh, should we and talk about charge? Hold up a second. Uh-huh. She can run and shoot and charge. You just I didn't mean to interrupt. So her axes get plus one damage. Can we talk about her axes real quick? Why don't you give the yeah, stats on that? Was, because they're bananas. Yeah, I was going to get to them. Yeah. So I mean, they're so they're range to seven attacks. 
Mm-hmm. Hit on twos, wound on threes, rend two, damage two. And so against a hero, it's rend two, damage three. Three. And she can run and charge. And she moves eight. And she can run and shoot and charge. So she is yeah. shooting every turn. Yeah. And her shooting is a bolstrom pistol, standard profile, three attacks, threes, threes, rend one, one damage. Yep. Um, so, in her, so in her combat phase, if she fights somebody and and kills models, if any, have been removed, she can roll a dice. On a two-up, she just teleports away. Yeah, so she comes in, she chops away. If she does, if she has to kill a model, it has to be taken off the board. So it's not I did wounds to something. You have to do enough well, wounds it says, to take- it says, Hang on, it says, in your combat phase, immediately after this unit has fought and slain models, if any, it, no, it have ha- been okay. removed from play... Okay, but that okay, but if you're reading it that way, that doesn't make any sense. You got to put in an imaginary comma after fought. I mean, after okay. it fought, and slain models have been removed. It's not I fought and slew models. After I fought yeah. and slain models have been removed. Yeah. Then on a you two plus. Dice. So that's after. So yeah. yeah, after you, they've rolled their saves. If they take any models off, which is after yeah. all of her attacks. Yeah. On a two up, she's just gone. Yeah, she. Teleports, but she, she rides has, the winds, man. Now she get she can now more than three inches from enemy units, but wholly within three inches of the other units because there's two yeah. other units in of this. A, there's the unit yeah. of her champions, and there's Lorai the child. If they're engaged in combat, she's got nowhere to go because they have Correct. the place she goes has they have to be away from the enemy as right. well. Right. But right. so you don't have to, you don't have to kill somebody to trigger this. You just, it's kind of like strike invade, basically. You, well, you do you do have to kill a I, model. I don't think you do. It well after they have fought and sl- after she has fought and slain. Oh, slain models, if any, have been removed. Yes. So if there yes. are no slain models, she can still run. You okay? So them. we both misread this a bit. So after she attacks, she can just leave as long as her one of these other units out of the three yeah. aren't yeah. near her. Yeah. Oof. That is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you just so you just like move up eight, auto run six with your. So she's eight. So she moves up fourteen inches, charges, and then gets in a fight. Try nukes some poor hero, and then dips. <laughs> she can. You're right. I just thought about it. round one. She can fly way out ahead of the rest of her oh, yeah. team, oh, and yeah. then suddenly, boom! Now I'm back by my team. Yeah, on a imagine, her, imagine her in a Sylvaneth army. So she's doing basically strike and fade. Then you've got a Durthu also striking and fading. <laughs> it's like, get out of here. So here's my question. Yeah. Can you take can you take an evergreen hunt? Sure. And then ally in the black talons. Yeah, why not? So then you're striking okay. Yeah, you could do that. Okay. But I you know, you could also just do it in a regular Sylvaneth army, you know, with Durthu. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Durthu's uh, companions, his, let's yeah. I mean, there's three of them. Yeah. They each have a different melee weapon profile here. They're all decent. Yeah, I mean, they're nothing to The they're, only they're, one that's not great is the one where because the girl with the what's her name? Um with the with the the female uh Shikana Golden Blade. Yeah. She's got the crossbow. Yeah, she's got basically a long strike crossbow. And uh, so she doesn't actually have a melee weapon per se. She's got that bird that hangs with her, and if you get too mm-hmm. close, the bird attacks you. He's the yeah. only one that has no rend and doesn't have the best hitting. But they've all got right. decent attacks. Yeah. Um, so they're, I think they're more like just basically home bases for Neve. <laughs> right. 
I mean, they you just do, spread okay. them. You just spread them across the battlefield. Well, they so have to stay together, right? Because they are they are a unit. Uh, yeah, they're I listed as a they unit, do. so they have yeah, to stick I together. They do. Yeah, now, they do. but that's three wounds with a three up safe, and yeah. they only well, move four well, inches. Laura, but I can go off on her own. She's a different unit because she's got a different war yeah. school. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, she's if, part of this war band, so Neve can teleport to her. Also. If you're near the companions, though, if a yeah. Black Talon hero, which is literally either Lorai or Neve, mm-hmm. they're both Black Talon heroes. Yes. Um, they can use the companions as armor. <laughs> yeah. On a two-up, the wound or mortal wound is allocated yes. to this unit instead. Yeah. So, as but as long as you're within three. So yeah. she goes in, she attacks, she teleports, she's over <laughs> here. Now she's within three. Now you're like, well, screw that. I'm going to shoot her with a cannon. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. put that on these dudes. Don't, yeah. no one's oh, I'm going to get her with this spell. Like, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're, sh- uh, oh, her shots. By the way, she, I mean, she does. Okay, her crossbow isn't bad. Six shots, threes by threes, one rend, one damage. Yeah. If it's at a hero, you can choose headshot, which is only mm-hmm. one attack, but it's twos by threes, three rend, three damage. Mm-hmm. Not bad. That's good. You know? And Lorai, she doesn't have a great attack, but she's got a five-up ward and a four-up save. You're mm-hmm. minus one to hit for rolls for combat attacks that target yeah. this unit. Mm-hmm. Does that mean melee, or is that any? Yeah, melee. Okay. Uh, and she's got a spell that goes off on a six. If cast until the start of your next hero phase, shooting attacks that target so friendly good. Black Talons unit, wholly within six inches of her, only score a hit on unmodified sixes. <laughs> so when you start the game, if if Lorai is standing next to Neve and her friends, the the friends are they're all holy. They're with holy within six of her. Yeah, you can only shoot them on a six. Yeah, yeah. And Neve's running. This is this is. I don't know how great this works on the field. I really don't have any I, idea I how great. I can picture it in my head. You literally just like the the, the companions are just. They're just there as home bases for Neve to just do shenanigans. Yeah, and then Lorai is going to keep them from getting hurt and do that yeah. stuff. Um, there, it's three forty for the, but that's yeah. three forty, and it's twenty wounds at mostly a three up save with a six up ward. Yeah, she's got only a four up save, but she's got a five up ward. I don't know how well that balances out, but good gravy. Yeah. Yeah, so what you could do is like you could like use a priest and you uh-huh. could just like I don't like where the companions are right now. I'm gonna translocate them with my priest. And then you charge Neve in from somewhere else. Yeah. You know, from where she was, then you teleport her to where they are now. You know what's great <laughs> is that you're playing with your you're playing with your Sylvaneth, and I'm gonna yeah. take this and you know who I know is never gonna get picking as the, picked as the quarry? <laughs> Good luck catching her. What bet? What corner it, are you in? I'm moving the it, talons it, away. Then yeah. you pick. The, oh, then you could pick the actual black talons with their four inch move as the quarry. You could. You could. Yeah. But then you. I don't know if you're wasting time with that. All right, we got two left, and I want to try to get through this because we've been going for an hour. Actually, I feel like we need another break. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna take this extra break here because this is a big book. And uh, when we come back, uh, we will um, go through the last two armies and wrap this up. There's always something happening at Grognards. That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. The premier stop 
for your gaming needs in Northeast Illinois. If you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area, Grognards is the place for you. They've got board games, they've got card games, they've got all the models you could ever want for any of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store. They have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night. There is always something going on. I just can't tell you enough about Grognards. Why? Because they're awesome. Because they're fantastic. And because they are the best friendly local gaming store that I know of. So... Do yourself a favor. Come on down to Grognards in Roselle, Illinois. If you can't get down to Grognards, give them a call. They do mail order. They do shipping. You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away. Because Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They deliver everything. And that's because there is always something happening at Grognards. And we are back. Yep, yep. Hello. All right. So, um, Gorgers have a new rule, and they have this roving maw thing. There is a really cool whole page yeah. of stuff talking about this. Apparently, uh, there and there's some there's some cool lore behind the sort of not only do they have the gorgers but the ideas of what the other some of the other guys think it is because mm-hmm. everybody else says they've got this empty belly curse and it's terrible right. but there's some apparently who think these guys are the purest form of the gulping guy because they are always yeah. hungry always and, like hungry. yeah um in fact it says some gorgers boast the ability to emit waves of hunger in combat to break their prey's minds others have named them cave howlers as their scream caused mortals to tear at their own skin for sustenance they appear to be treated with a crude form of reverence by the rest of the maw pack that's kind of cool i'd like to see some of that coming into the game you know mm-hmm. yeah um but so now this unit is this gorger maw pack and the maw pit is the stuff that's now for the war cry war band that you can pick up yeah, uh, which I would recommend. I just hope they come up with more models than these five because for the army, the do, do gorgeous, we have these? What do you mean? We didn't. We didn't. We didn't get pre. We didn't no, no, get, no. They no. Th- this was not. I went out and bought this that last yeah. Saturday because I yeah. saw it there and I'm like, I have to have this. Yeah. Um. So each gorger, your maw pack. Okay. So if you pick a gorger maw pack, because first of all, this army, let's just remind people. Uh, gut busters or gorgers. It's all gut busters or gorgers if you want to be a roving maw. Mm-hmm. Uh, heroes can be included if they're not unique. So this is not as limited. You can take basically any hero. Yeah. But you're probably going to take butchers and stuff because that really is what works with this. So um, apparently all the butchers get together every year or so and they, they do this thing where they... Uh, get together and compare magic spells and do stuff together. Yeah. And uh, this is where they do this thing where they do their magic and suddenly if they sprinkle it on the ground, like... This is the gallop. Yeah, maw pits open up. The maw pits open. So they have a piece of maw pit terrain. It's great. 
So you put this down, just same rules as always when you're putting you down put together? faction you put terrain. Together I have not. I haven't even opened the box because I've mm-hmm. I only had it this week and I've been super busy at work. Yeah, just wondering how busy, how big it was. Yeah, no, this weekend I'm going to be putting it together. I'll send you pictures. Okay. Uh, terrain, terrain feature is defensible, but only by one butcher. Mm-hmm. And he's then the head butcher, okay? At the end of the charge phase, the players whose turn is taking place must roll a die for each unit in their army within 12 inches of this terrain feature and within 12 inches of any units in their opponent's army and more than three inches from all units in their opponent's army. So you got to be within 12, but more than three of my models. Mm-hmm. And within 12 inches of this, okay? That's yep. really a lot of numbers going on here. <laughs> but if you're within 12 of it and you and it's garrisoned with a butcher, you're within 12 of a butcher. So it'll work, you know, if you're not in, in actually actively in combat. So roll for all. On a three up, they take D3 mortal wounds. Okay? Yeah. If they have a head butcher, this ability affects everyone within 18 inches of the terrain feature instead of 12. But that's still got to be within 12 inches of units. It doesn't say that it changes that. So if you're a gut buster, you don't have to roll for this. Uh, If you have a head butcher, you can say that you'll make an offering in your hero phase. Pick an enemy within 18 inches and roll a D6. If it's more than twice their wounds, one model's slain. If it's more than three times their wounds, three models are slain. So if you've got a unit of one wound models near this, mm-hmm. on a four up, you kill three of them. Yeah. On anything else, you'd kill one of them. Okay. Um, if you try to smash it to rubble and it's not successful, you take three D6 mortal wounds. <laughs> That's insane. I love this. So if you're a big monster and you go to put yeah. your foot down on this yeah. and you fail, he eats your foot. You. It bites you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's unsuccessful if the roll is... Uh, it's only on a one or two. Yeah. But it makes you think twice. Mm-hmm. Could you picture your 14-wound big beastie coming up there? Yeah. And you screw that up, and on a 3D6, I'm like, I roll stupid high, and suddenly it's like, that maw pit just ate your whole monster. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, Gorgers, five wounds. Now, they only have a six-up save. Right. That is the biggest drawback on these guys. They have mm-hmm. almost no save. Uh, one in every five mi- mo- models has to be a cave howler. Okay. Uh, and one in every five miles has to be a clawback. They get an extra attack. Speaking of which, three attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage for these guys. Yeah. Um, you can put them on the side and set them up in ambush. That's their best ability. That's all they've always been able to do that. More, yeah, and it's anywhere more than nine from enemy units. Um, and if you've got a cave howler, which you, you know is your basically like a musician for these guys, uh, roll a dice every time an enemy unit gets a command within twelve inches of the howler. On a yeah. five up, they don't get it, and they still spend the point. Are these guys That's awesome? Perfect. No. I, I don't dislike them, yeah. but they die. It'd be hard to justify spending a ton of points on them. I mean, maybe one unit just to ambush. Uh, you know, and the thing is, story-wise, there's tons of them. Yeah, they have a lot of wounds. It's five, it's five models for 220. 
Yeah. I mean, that is 25 wounds with almost no save. You'd have to be yeah. casting, you know, magic on them to to to, yeah. to keep them, give them a bonus. They have decent bravery, too. Yeah. So you could lose a model Bravery or two, eight. And you can lose two models and not take battle shot. Yep. So Gutbusters and Gorgers. So Gutbusters is basically, which are the Gutbusters? Gutbusters are like the, the lead the, belchers. The, and the bulls, the, even though they don't the, call the them bulls. The bulls or whatever they call them now, the... The, the iron guts, you know, the basic guys. Okay, so, yeah, basic dudes and gorge. I'll take the basic dudes over the gorgers anyway. But then we get into this. All right. If you're picking a roving mod, they've got cool rules, too. And like I said, mm-hmm. I don't want to go over all the artifacts and all the spells yeah, yeah. and stuff, but they're special rules, okay? Mm-hmm. At the start of every battle round, you have to do the same thing you did for the, for the Sylvaneth, okay? Except now you got the Maw Pit table. Yeah. You must determine the hunger status of the maw pits on the battlefield by rolling 2d6. If you included a maw pit in your army, add the number of models slain by its head butcher ability to this roll. So anyone you kill with those with that special ability adds to this. If it's garrisoned by a head butcher, add one to the roll again. Now you pick one. Now this one you only get one. It's not cumulative, but you can pick anything up to the number you rolled. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, a unit is vul. Okay, wait a minute. Pick one. Does- okay. Um, a unit is vulnerable to maw pits if it's on the battlefield, unless it's wholly within an inch of terrain that's not a maw pit, or it can fly. Okay. Yeah. So, and it doesn't affect your roving maw units in your own unit. So, how- they're vulnerable. All right. Uh, so. Uh, on a four-up, minus one from the bravery of units that are vulnerable. So I roll this, and on a four or five, minus one bravery across your army if they're not next to terrain. That's not a maw pit, or if they can fly. Or if I get up to a six or eight, I can uh, roll a die for each unit that's vulnerable, and on a five-up, they take a mortal wound. Mm-hmm. Nine to 11, units are vulnerable and that do not have the hero keyword cannot issue commands. That's crazy. You got to roll a 9 or 11. <laughs> okay? But it's a 8 to 10 if I've got the maw pit with a with the head butcher and once it starts killing people, you're adding yeah. that to it too. So it right. can get really easy. 12 up, roll a die for every vulnerable unit and on a 4 up it takes d3 mortals. Dude, <laughs> you're already starting off with one because you're going to garrison this thing. Yep. So it's going to be hard to get Ravenous early, but once it kills a few things, 2d6, once I've killed five models, on average, I should hit this. Right. And then I'm doing d3 on a four to half the models on the board unless you got them near terrain that's not a maw pit. Yeah. It's really cool. That is good. Um, friendly gorgers not wholly within an inch of a terrain feature at the start of your charge phase can charge even if they ran. That's a that's a nice bonus. Yeah. For each butcher, you can take one gorger as battle line. So that might be why Makes to do sense. it as well. If you want, and plus if you want to do a straight gorger army, I could see there's people who want to stick to the story and want to keep just like sure. six butchers and all gorgers. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then they've still got the hungry and eating rule. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you're more than three inches away from an enemy, you got plus two to your 
Uh, wait. If it's hungry, yeah. So if they're yeah. hungry, plus two to your they move. move faster. If, if they're eating, they yeah. Plus two to your bravery. So yeah. Uh, they and everything else is the same. Counts as two models if they're a hero. Yep. Monsters are five. Or heroes that aren't monsters are five. Um, yep. And they Goblin do have, bites. Now is that in the is that in the ogre book as well? I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. Roll a die for each enemy within three inches of any gut busters at the end of the combat phase. On a two yeah. up, they take D three plus one mortal wounds. Yeah. <sighs> That's cool. Uh, their grand strategy that the head butcher ability kills six models. Oof. Six models, dude. That if you got those one inch, those one up models. Yeah. What if you have two wounds each? What does it do? Uh, if you have two, well, if you have to, if you roll, uh, what is it? It's rolling. Uh, if you roll twice their wound care, more than twice their wound characteristic. So two wound models, it's on a five up. Mm-hmm. Then you kill one model. Okay. If you got to roll more than uh, triple. Their their wounds characteristic. So, on a D six, that's only on one wound models. Okay. But if you've got a unit of one wound models near me, and I can roll a four up, yeah, you lose three models. That's yeah. auto, it's halfway to that. And then I assume, and here's the weirdest thing, because right now you can only get the maw pit and the five gorgers together. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to make more maw pits that I don't remember? Uh. Because it says you can pick, like, once per battle, pick one maw pit in your army. Do, do we have more? I don't I think thought, so. Is that a spell? Maw meat? Uh... I don't. Oh. Oh. oh uh, I don't know. It doesn't look like it. Like, can you make more than another maw pit? Yeah, I don't think you can make another <laughs> maw pit. That's the only thing I don't think you can do. So I don't know why it's talking about pick a maw pit in your army. Um, But you can't. You do have a spell that will... Allow them to pick terrain features, and I guess I guess maybe they say that because you could the two ogre players could be fighting against each other. Oh, that's right. They each have it. Okay, each have their own. But it says pick one maw pit in your army that's within nine inches of the bear. Okay, I mean I don't know, but you could say because if I said pick a maw pit, yeah, you could pick the other guy's maw pit. So they do have the three spells. One, pick a terrain feature within range. And for the rest of the battle, units within one are vulnerable. So you could basically, that thing where they could be safe if they're by terrain, mm-hmm. one, this spell can take one of those away every turn. Right. Uh, you got a spell that improves the rend of melee weapons uh, by the caster up to two. So your butcher can get a plus two rend. Yeah. Then there's Awful Bringer, and this one's interesting. <laughs> so nasty. Uh, pick a unit within within range... Okay, with so within twelve inches, they mm-hmm. must make a move of up to six inches. If all models in that unit, all the models must finish the move as close as possible to the caster and can finish within three. If it's impossible for the unit to make that move, it takes D three mortal wounds instead. Yeah, after he makes, the, he makes his enemies hungry. Yeah, but here's the thing: <laughs> after that move, if the unit is within three inches of the caster and the caster is within six inches of the maw pit. You can immediately use the head butcher ability. Yeah. So here's where you take that unit that's out of range of one one wound models. You bring mm-hmm. them up to you, and then you use the maw pit ability. So you can force them. Yeah. It like closer to try to get that maw pit stuff. I don't know. I don't know if this works or not. But God, I love my I love the ogres, and this is yeah. just really cool. You have an army, right? I do, Kira. It's Kira's, and she 
putzes around with it sometimes. Sometimes if I'm down here painting, she'll come and paint a bit. She does want to yeah. learn to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I just have to try to find a time when we're playing that she wants to play, you know, or yeah. she wants to try. Because a lot of times she's out with her friends and stuff. Sure. Um, the last army, and then we will be done. Um, <laughs> is the Fire Slayers one. Yeah. Now, this is the Vulcan Flame Seekers. This is the new Warcry War Band. Yeah. I wasn't even aware of it. <laughs> it's, I, I wasn't either till I walked in and saw it yeah. at Grognards. Yeah. So they've got some cool rules. Basically, these guys don't only worship Grimnir. They also worship Volcatrix because when they killed each other and they burst into pure energy or whatever happened to them, yeah. their essence is mingled. Right. And because their essence is mingled, Magmadroths are considered basically holy creatures to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's a little confusing about how the spirit exploded and the seven sacred flames, and uh, that's that's not explained very well in here, so I'm like, yeah. I was a little confused. Maybe it's more in their book. Um, but the Era of the Beast has them doing all sorts of things, and they got all these Magmadroth keepers, and they really do want to get them. And I, 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 and they've got these little tiny Magmadroths in the unit, though. Yeah, they're called Kindle Droths. Yes, one in every mi- nine, so there's one. In there, it's a Kindle Droth. A yeah. Kindle Droth has Ember Teeth, which is a, basically a crappy attack. Yeah. And instead of Fire Steel throwing ag- so instead of the other weapons. So basically, they have one attack, threes by threes, one damage. Yeah. And then he can do a mortal wound to you. Yeah. Or two. Uh, How does he do that? So at the end of the combat phase, pick an enemy unit. Oh, yeah. In each of these units, Kindle Droth and roll two dice. Reach four up. Take a mortal oh, that's right, because he's spitting a little bit of fire, but it's a little spit yeah. of fire. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, oh, enemy monsters within three inches of the Drothmaster, which is your leader. Oh, yeah. Enemy monsters within three inches of him cannot do monstrous rampages. Yeah. That's... Because he controls monster stuff. So cool. That's pretty good. I mean, that's a, for me, that's almost enough of a reason to like take these guys as an ally for an order army. Because if you could shut up a monster's rampage somewhere, like, because that's key. Some people rely on that stuff. Yeah. You know? Now, these Vulcan Flame Seekers, they're not unique, although the mo- you're buying two Warcry Warbands if you want more than one of these. So yeah. I don't know if you, I, I don't know if you want to do that. Uh, and just so we are aware, it's these nine dudes are a buck 40. And they yeah, are not- battle line if you are taking a Lofnir yeah. Droth Keeper's army. Yeah, that's the one where you take Magma Dross as core, as battle line. Right. Um, strike last to monsters within three inches of two or more friendly Vulcan Flame Seeker units. So once again, even yeah. to get, because that's you, you basically have to buy two of these warbands to take f- full effect of it. Yeah. You got two of them near them. You put two of them up near monsters. Boom. Strike last. Okay. Friendly Vulcan Flame Seeker units are battle line. And for each one included in your army, you can have an Auric Rune Sun on Magma Droth as battle line as well. Yeah. Which Pretty is bananas. Cool. That's a battle line hero. Yeah. Right? I mean he is a hero, right? The Rune yeah. Sun? Yeah. Yes. But I think I think the Lofnir army can do that anyway. Oh, okay. Uh you can pick up to three units in your army to have different mound traits instead of one. I think that's mm-hmm. their ability also. Yeah. 
But because you're running a ton of magma drops in this army. Right. Yeah. Uh, once per turn in the movement phase, pick a flame seeker unit wholly within six inches of a magma droth that hasn't moved yet, and you can hitch a lift. After you move the magma droth, just set them up wholly within six inches of the magma droth and not within three of an enemy unit, which is great because magma droths move quicker than these dudes. Oh, yeah. Um, if there's a Kindle droth within an inch of a friendly magma droth, that flame seeker unit that he's with has a five-up ward. It's pretty uh-huh. cool. I mean, there's cool yeah. stuff in here. I think there's some cool synergy with this, with this unit. You know, with obviously them, but also as an ally, I think it's neat. Yeah, I mean, but you're gonna want to pick two of those mm-hmm. if you're if you're yeah if, if you're, you're gonna playing bring, with them to get all the yeah, rules. Yeah, yes, uh, yes. You don't have to. You can not worry about the strike last and say, who cares about strike last? I'll just take one. It's battle line, and mm-hmm. because I have one. I can have a battle line Auric Rune Sun. Yeah. You could take two of them and then have two battle line Auric Rune Suns, and then there's your there's all your battle line, and then the rest is just heroes and magma droths. Right. Uh yeah. Now oh uh command trait. Improve the rend of melee weapons for droth keeper units that aren't magma droths. That are wholly within <laughs> nine inches of this general if the target is a monster. Once again, way too specific, though. A lot of this mm. stuff is super specific. I get it. It it totally follows the lore. Yeah. And they do have other... I mean, it's cool stuff. But this... Uh, You'd have to really want to play this to do this. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, if you're already yeah, playing an all-Magma Droth yeah. army, or if you want to do something like that, if you're, already, mm-hmm. if, if you're already into Lofnir as it is... Yes, and you're bored with your army... Adding buy this two, could be cool. Buy two to units of these dudes and go for it. Yeah. But on the whole, probably the least exciting thing in the book. I agree. They did not they definitely didn't bury the lead when this was the last one. You're right. You know? Um I mean, you look at what the 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 cool new gorger thing with the maw pit, and it's like, wow, mm-hmm. that would be fun. And I can take a lot of what I already have, because I got a lot of gut busters. So yeah. cool, great. Um, if you if you're into all dragon armies, Ionis's <sighs> army, great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That Sylvaneth stuff is just rad. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care. I mean, it, basically, if you play Sylvaneth, this might be one that's fun to at least try. Um, right. If you if, particularly if you play that one faction, I think it's Heartwood. Yep. I think that is uh, Kurnoth Hunters or Battle Line already. Yeah. I think that's the one. I think it's called Heartwood. But you can't pick that if you pick this. But if no. you're paying that, dude, there's no reason not to play this. Right. I mean, it's cool. And that's the book. So that's it. what's interesting is I know the last book you were very upset about because they just kept getting kicked in the face. Yes. Here. That was, I was bummed after that last you one. You were. I feel much better now. Yeah. Oh, and once again, but they still got kicked in the face. It's just somebody came to help them. Yes, the, the the stormcast battles are my favorite for me in these because it's like, all right, these guys like forces of order actually doing something. The Sylvaneth army shows up and just kicks butt. You know what I mean? It's kind of like playing, you know, watching the Space Marines fight in a 40k novel as opposed well, to the Imperial Guard yeah. who always get their butts kicked. So the Sylvaneth show up in the Gyran one, and that's awesome. You get all that cool mm-hmm. stuff. But I have to agree with you, having. The Realm Gate Wars 
main characters showing back up <laughs> yeah. was great. Yeah, awesome. Because guess Bandus. what? They're not okay. No. Ionis knows he's not okay. Um, yeah. Hand Vandas is delusional at this point. <laughs> yeah. He's and he's obsessed. You know what I thought was really cool, though? When I was reading the thing about um, Corgus Cool. Mm-hmm. Was that in the later? Was that one of the later stories? It might have been. They're looking for him. There is. There is a. Yes. 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 A, okay. This. Uh, this. We did him, skip. Yeah. Um, by the way, those two dudes that died. Yeah. He skinned them. Yeah. And he's using their skin uh, uh, to make like new banners. Right. Uh, but uh, he watches this. He too had taken his toll on the rampaging Tragus. So he went after the Tragus while his guys went after this. As he hung yeah. the skins of his longest serving generals from spears outside his command tent, he felt only disdain. You died. We'll use your skin for something, but you suck because you died. But <laughs> I like this. He actually wonders if I ran in there like they did. Yeah, it just they heard. I mean, they heard Vandis was there. They went charging in because Vandis is yep. their big enemy. Remember, and if you weren't here for the Realm Gate Wars, Corgus yeah. Cool built a literal pyramid, a uh, mountain-sized yeah. pyramid of skulls. He was trying to ascend, right? He was going to ascend to demonhood. He wanted mm-hmm. to become a demon prince, and this he realized. This was his thing. He made this mountain. Now he gets it in his head after seeing Vandis Hammerhand doing what Vandis does. Yeah. That the only way he's going to attain demonhood is if Vandis is the top of this mountain. Right? Because and then and he, he was he, he was going to do it. Like but then Vandis like made fun of him and insulted him and goaded him and tricked him and he came down to fight Vandis instead of completing his skull pyramid and achieving demonhood. And he's and and then, be, because Vandis is taunts, now he's like you're going to yeah. be the top of this pyramid. Yeah. And he failed because of it. Yeah. But he did wound Vandis, and Vandis has got issues now. Yeah. Um, but he actually says, if I ran down there, would I be hanging here too? Yeah. And it says, many a time he eschewed a bigger fight in favor of chasing his old enemy. But here, perhaps for the first time in decades, he was concentrating on the greater task. His tally yeah. of skulls was growing. Since the days of the Red Pyramid, it had grown countless times over. Soon, yeah. he, Korn would have his due. So, I... Vit- Vandis, I have a feeling we're up for our new model. I wonder if he's going to ascend at the, exactly. by the end of this. Yeah, Corgus Cool is going to ascend to be a demon prince, and they're going to come out with a demon prince cool model. Uh, uh, Corgus Cool. Yeah. Um, also, Iona's kept telling Vandis, dude, you've got to let this go. Yeah. You have other things. Like, killing him is not the... Uh, that's not going to free up the entire uh, realm of, of fire. Yeah, actually, dude. yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, and that the craziest thing is when Vandis leaves, he leaves not wanting to hear that crap. Right. And here's Corgus Cool going, maybe I need to not worry about him. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, it, just, it seems like it's very thoughtful for a... Corn hero to be going to like mulling this over, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, wow. Yeah. That's that that and okay. There's so much cool stuff happening with that. We mm-hmm. haven't seen these guys in any stories or anything in a significant way, other than yes, they're still around in yeah. almost two editions of the game. Right. They were huge in the first edition. Mm-hmm. Second edition, some mentions. I haven't seen hide nor hair of them this edition. 
And now as we're wrapping up and getting into fourth ed, yeah, they're they back. Are. What's yeah. happening? Yeah, and I, there's a couple other things that people have pointed out. You know, since the Ionis model came out, it's like he's not. He doesn't have Thunderstrike armor. He still got his old armor. Yes. So he never got a new suit of armor from the dwarves. He's still rocking the original armor. So <laughs> Yeah. No, there's so much yeah. neat stuff happening here. Yeah. And I'm excited for them to bring them in. Either to... Let's move their story along. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. Why is Vandis Hammerhand constantly locked up and screaming out prayers and <laughs> prophecies what is that all about where yeah. is i mean they are not they are not telling us that cryptborn takes guys who've been reforged too much and nobody knows yeah. what happens to them and then one of the stories at the end is a story of, about a different battle where he shows up and takes guys yeah like this isn't the, the uh, it's kind of like a death, kind of like a death company, kind of cursed company kind I'm, of thing. Like right? I said, I know people are already talking about this. Is what's you know we're gonna because new I, chamber opening. Kind I of thing. think it's a new chamber. People think it's gonna be chaos stormcast. Nah, or or, or stormcast who've been reformed too many times and their souls are ripped up uh, would be some sort of death. Yeah, exactly. Stormcast like a death hybrid company kind of thing. Um. I don't care what they do. I just want to see where it goes. Like I, yeah, yeah. I whatever's happening, I want to. I, I'm interested. You got my. You got my. You know, I'm paying attention. Yeah. Um, and all of this has totally apparently driven out of our head that we've still got skate. Uh, we've still got Grotz who ruined the 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 Gyran uh or the Aqua Gyranus factory. Yes. We still have Harbingers showing up on the places and bringing Nurgle nonsense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, just because Trug didn't show up doesn't mean he's not here. Yeah, he's still lurking around. There's still so much danger happening. Yeah. So how many books do you think are in this? Article? I don't Five? know because they're coming out pretty fast. And if I we're think... not going to get the next edition yeah. until... How many, broken, how many Broken Realms books were there? Um, four? Four or five. Was that uh, Bellacor, Kragnos, Marathi, and Teclas? Yeah. Then that's it. Four. Four. There's yeah. no way this wraps up in one more book. And they've come Don't out now. feel like it. I, I'm, I'm thinking there's probably going to be two more, but even then, yeah. if we wait... Okay, we got this one now. We won't get another one this year, I don't think, because all the Christmassy sales and stuff. Yeah. So we get the new installment maybe January, mm-hmm. February, and then if there's a fifth... Maybe March, April, we're looking at, and then boom, mm-hmm. July is, is the fourth edition. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm assuming. I don't have I don't have any mm-hmm. inside baseball knowledge on that, but right, they right. keep releasing stuff in ju- new editions in July, right? And we still haven't seen the Flesh Eater Quartz book yet, so I assume that's coming out. I assume I that's know. our fourth edition book, unless it comes out before it. But it's got to be keyed up for fourth at this point. If they're coming out with these, they're things, gonna wait that long. I, maybe they put it out beforehand, and it just okay. Maybe it doesn't work great now, but this is going to be killer once the new once the new edition comes out. I mean, they've done yeah. that before. Yeah, they did that in the last edition. I'm pretty certain, if I remember correctly. Mm. So, um, I think that's. Oh God, I'm so excited about this, and I'm glad I we know. are able. I uh, listeners, I appreciate your patience. I know. We've the, every time this thing comes out, it's usually like three days after a release date. So we hold it because today's the first day we could bring you this info, and I really wanted to drop this on the pre-order date because 
it's worth it. Yeah. This book is rad. Uh, and if these are any of your armies, I can't see why you wouldn't want to, to get this. Yeah. Um, cool. Do you have your thing ready? I'm going to ask before we really roll into the end thing here. All right, let me get it. Okay. Going here. So, but let's wrap this up then. Let's thank our Patreon sponsors. That includes our associate producers, Jake C., James Brown, Old Man Yeti, our executive producers, Scotty Milne, George Stradon, and Sir Kilstake. Thank you all. And every other patron. Okay, I don't think we had a new one when we started recording this, but I think we've gotten two new ones. Yes, uh, you know that I saw came in today, so they will. I will get that all figured out. Mention that next episode. Thank you to all patrons, guys. Leave us a voicemail. Leave yes. Leave us a voicemail. Join, Tell us what you think about this. Join our also, Facebook. Join our Discord. Yes. By the way, guys, um, in the Facebook page and posted as the top post in the Patreon page. Um, so it's there. You can see it basically whether or not you actually join Patreon. But so we've had a uh, Discord going for about a month on Patreon, yeah. and the patrons said, I think I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, uh, they want you all to be able to join them. So uh, the Discord link is in the show notes for this. It's on the Patreon page, and I've pinned it to the top of the Facebook page. So you can find it on our website in the show notes here. You can find it. Like I said, wherever uh, we have mm-hmm. the Discord link up, come on and join. Yeah, come on and join the Discord. Um, I learned how to use it, and I'm having fun with it. So we've got stuff happening, and uh, I, like I said, I'm I'm happy to have anybody uh, join us. Um, I actually I've been enjoying the Discord much more than I enjoy the Facebook. Uh, <laughs> and you know what it is? It's just that Facebook has got so much other nonsense going on in it, it that I it hate does. it, and Discord. Yeah. The Discord page is literally just us talking about Warhammer, and I love it. Right. Yeah. I got to say, I love it. So, folks, oh, let's not forget. Oh, my goodness. Let's not forget to thank uh, Chaos Orc Superstore, uh, Six Squared Studios, and Grognards for being sponsors of the Garage Hammer podcast. Folks, see you in a couple of weeks. Don't know what we're talking about yet, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. But until next time, folks, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful will know no despair except in failure. Oh, Sigmar!